Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous Tuesday, March 8th. Hanging out with the fellas. Oh, we got a good day for you, everybody. But before we jump into that, let's see how everybody's doing. Pinky? Man, you couldn't punch the smile off my face today. Love it. SP? I'm willing to try. And we got a repeat, the, the most repeat offender. A buddy Dan is back in the house. How you doing, man? What's going on, fellas? Good day. Always good to have Dan in the house. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, get to talk a little baseball finally because, you know, Dan enjoys baseball a lot like Zach. So, I get to converse on another sport with somebody other than football. So, that'll be good. And then there's, you know, some really big news that happened today with Broncos fans. And we'll get into that uh, here shortly as well. But, you know, we've always got some nonsense to discuss. A little chinky chinky with the glasses of whiskey and a few other sports before we get there. So, uh, with that being said, uh, Pinky, how was your week? You know, um, got to hang out with some some uh, buddies from work. Watch the UFC. F- uh, actually, no, it was the Andy UFC Fight Crew is who we were hanging out with on Saturday, and uh, at Good Company, and that was a really good time. So I gotta know because I I just decided I didn't want to even try to find the highlights. But was that Covington Masvidal fight any good? Did it Kobe, was not. Did Kobe really beat his ass, or did he just hold him on the ground and that was the end of it? Pretty much, yeah. What a bitch. And, and so I have no problem with a guy being like, "I'm gonna win this fight, so I'm gonna hold him down and I'm gonna outpoint him," right? But when you talk so much trash. I'm going to knock this guy out. I'm going to beat his ass. All that. You got to deliver. You got to deliver. Like, to me, if you're just wrestling somebody, you didn't win the fight. You just laid on top of them until you, they said the time was he, up. He outpointed him. And it, it's amazing that he had, I would say he had at least 20 opportunities to put him in a choke and never got it secured. Now, if we're talking about like a Royce Gracie, who's, you know, Jiu-Jitsu Jiu-Jitsu, I can't even say it. Yeah, you Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> master, like, watching them operate and consistently looking for a hold that's going to take you out, that's fun to watch. Oh, a, a, somebody who's going to lay on somebody for 50 minutes, like, dude, Any guy that shouldn't spent be fighting. any time in Jiu-Jitsu would have choked out Masvidal because Masvidal kept giving up his back. And anytime you give up a guy your back, you're going to get choked out, and he, Colby could not capitalize it was five rounds of him trying to go for a choke that never happened i did see his his interviews and stuff afterwards where he acted like he was some big bad man and i'm like i just don't feel like that's true so in that situation and he's the number one contender the champ he's already fought twice and lost got so there's there's no just there's really just no interest to have him fight the champ again right now because he's gotten smoked both times. Um, and this performance doesn't really put him over the edge. Um, so, unfortunately, the fights were not... This wasn't a great card, but, you know, it was free. It was a good company. We had great company with us. We had a good time. Um, it was fun. It's always fun to hang out with Andy and our buddy Zach. And uh, the wives come out with us as well. So, it's a good time hanging out. You didn't send them home early this time in an Uber? Uh, no, that was the, uh, our USA event that Dan is actually, uh, since Dan is here in the house with us tonight, uh, that Dan's invited to, 
You're on the list, right? Former alum, yes. Yeah, yeah. Dan's on the list. We get together once a month and uh, enjoy time together since we don't really see each other in the office. And since USAA sh- sold the investments portfolio to Schwab, um, some of our fellow uh, old teammates are no longer there. So we get we try to do a monthly thing where we get together. And yeah. that's, uh, that's what happened at the last get-together is uh, my wife and... Um, Another guy's wife went in an Uber together. And yeah, because you guys were getting so smashed you didn't want to leave yet, basically. Uh, they were tired. Right. We weren't tired yet. Sure. <laughs> so, And when you drink with my friend Courtney, I mean, she puts it down. Okay. And then we go home in an Uber. Nice. No. Safe and responsible. That was Saturday. It was good. Uh, Friday night, actually, I had put in a lot of work with um, our buddy Sam and uh, one of my buddies, Gary, we went to uh, the Batman. I've heard good things. Don't even bring it up, Pinky. Do you not like it? Did you go see it? No, it was Pinky's opinion that is absolutely terrible. No, I, I did not say that. It's terrible. Opinion. I said it was a seven. I don't think seven's bad. Do I need to like read verbatim what you said? I would like you to. Now I want to know. Do we? <laughs> Do it. Do it. Let's hear it. I'm pretty sure I said it was a seven. I've heard some really now, good things about it. I, I said seven and a half. I've, so, okay. I've heard some people say Sam it was a little slow. Sam gave it a 6.1. I wouldn't trust Sam's opinion on anything. Sorry, Sam. For some reason, Facebook isn't loading for me. so I can I've got it right things. here. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, well, why don't you tell me? How about you tell me what you said, and let's see if that sounds like a seven right, and a half. All right, I said, well, it was okay was the first part. Part of five already. My 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 biggest issue with this movie is part of Batman is showing uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman, right? Showing the two characters, sure. Showing him living in between two worlds: billionaire, philanthropist, playboy, yep, and playing vigilante, right? There's not that much of Bruce Wayne in this movie, and when he is in the movie, he's an emo bitch. Okay. (laughs) I have a big problem with that. Well, I to be do. fair, like the comics and the old cartoons and stuff don't really do a whole lot of Bruce Wayne playboy philanthropist. That's more of the Christopher Nolan that everybody has now associated to Bruce Wayne. That's not really how it's always been, though. Correct. Mm, not in the comics. He's a lot in the comics. No. Yeah. They show Bruce Wayne. They don't show him doing the same things that Christopher Nolan's Batman did. Trust me. Bruce Wayne is in the comics quite a bit. And I didn't he say is, he wasn't in him. I'm saying they he didn't show that playboy philanthropist side as much as Christopher Nolan did. Okay, here's my thing, though. I don't want to see the same movie everybody else has Thank made. Thank you. All right? I, I want a different perspective. I've heard, and I obviously I, I don't have the ability to see it just yet. Hopefully I will maybe in a couple weeks. Um, I've heard it's got a, a film noir kind of feel to it. And to me, that's yeah. very interesting. I, I tell people it's pretty much if David Fincher directed... You know, uh, the Batman movie. Help it, me with David Fincher. Why am I drawing uh, a blank? Seven. Okay, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yes, I, I agree. I, I had a friend say he didn't it. hate it, but it was too slow. And I'm like, I mean, it's based on being more of a detective film from what I've been reading and right. hearing, which makes hmm. me think I it's going to be super interesting. E. Okay, but. maybe you're not comparing it to the other Batmans. Like, <laughs> what other Batman movies showed him go in? analyze a crime scene communicate with law enforcement i guess i'm used to like, like some of their their animated movies and 
the Arkham Asylum games, he is more of a detective in those. Exactly. And they do like almost no Bruce Wayne playboy philanthropist in that stuff because that's more true to the Batman character. In the games, they don't. The animated movies, they do. They absolutely do. Not so much. I absolutely do. I can't vouch. I've never seen him. But my point is, this is a perspective of Batman I have not seen before. It is a very dark take. It is him there. And, like, it opens up with him talking about he's been Batman for two years. Like, he is still this depressed, pissed off, doesn't know what to do with his energy, just knows he has to go out there and I also didn't like... um, So... I I don't dislike Zoe Kravitz. I think she does fine. I just don't think they really needed her character in the movie at all. I agree. Yeah, I don't think she was necessary. But Again, I, I still think it's a seven and a half. That's pretty good. I, I, okay, let's stop there because I feel like any yeah. further, we're going to start more, giving hits yeah, away. Yeah. And, but um, I don't know. I, In my opinion, this was the best Batman movie I've seen. I also maybe it had oh, a couple. Better than The Dark Knight? Yes. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Whoa. No, not even now close. Now I feel like it's getting sad. Not even I like hearing that from you. Because I feel like when it comes to these types of movies, you have a really good feel for them, and we have a tendency to agree on this stuff. So it is my style of movie. Like I it. want okay. dark. It I want gritty. Better than and... it's not as good as The Dark Knight. It's not. I mean, let's be honest. The Dark Knight wasn't good because of Batman, though. It was because it had Dark the best just villain. A good movie. It had the best villain in movie history. Yeah, it's just a good all-around movie. Yeah, you take Heath Ledger out of that, and you probably have a different opinion. You get. The third one, The Dark Knight Rises, which wasn't a bad movie. It, it just okay. wasn't great. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It was forgettable, in my opinion. That's why, man, I've, I've thought so many times, what would have that third one been? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh, my God. Like, I feel so bad for Nolan because you know he already had it ready. Mm-hmm. You know he already had his idea, the way he wanted to roll with it, mm-hmm. how he wanted to bring everything back. And when Heath Ledger died, he probably was sitting in his room going, shit. I feel really bad. I am so sad. Now, and now I got to figure out how I'm going to make something out of this last movie. I would still tell folks to go out and watch it. Absolutely. I don't, I just, I, th- and I, I think this may be one of the ones that I got a lot of high expectations for it. Didn't quite meet my expectations. So maybe I have a little bit sour. So it's your suicide squad. Possibly, but I'm going to go see it again. I had had a couple drinks that night. I had some negativity as well. Because Sam and Gary were very negative about it. So I'm going to go watch it through another lens again and and see what I think. And the other thing that wasn't even brought up is the cinematography. That's really good. The direction and the score. The score is fantastic. I will agree with that. So all those things need to be put into consideration. You're you're making me super stoked to see this right now. The score is really good. I'll agree with that for sure. On, a, on another note, when it, when we're talking about comic books, superheroes, things of that nature, uh, have any of you seen Legion? Mm-mm. The X-Men one. On FX? Yeah. I saw like the first three episodes. I couldn't get into it. Yo. Yeah, it wasn't for me either. You yeah. need to get past the third episode. Because that starts, like, the mind F that it starts giving you is, it makes me want to keep watching, like, continuously. The way it, it, it is... On, Honestly, continuously building on itself to another level, I am obsessed with at this point. And I'm only through the first, I think, I six know. episodes. I watched the And there's first three, three seasons. I, just, I, I, I couldn't. It's slow. Couldn't. Yeah. I'll agree. The first three are slow, and they're kind of all over the place. I will say that execution was good. Like, the direction, the filmography, everything is super professional. But I'm like, I could not be less interested in this story. So I would say episode four is when they start tying things together. And that doesn't sound very respectful of my time. You know what I mean? I, 
we've talked about how I like the build of a story. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like more than willing. Burn. Yeah, I'm I, more than willing to get there. Um, I, if yeah, if, if there's enough good things to keep me coming back, mm. and I feel like Legion, like the cinematography in that, the way they're doing the different sound effects and things of that nature, the mind warp that it starts playing is fabulous. So I'm I'm hooked on that right now. So I, if you have the ability, but I would say already, he's already watched Peacemaker. So I would say if you can get to four and five, <laughs> it really starts tying itself into a, a, a an actual storyline that you can start following. I might check it out again, but I definitely have a big catalog of things I'm getting backed up on. So I, you got to put Peacemaker to the top, bro. It is so it is such <laughs> your thing, man. Peacemaker was real good. Not going to lie. And Pinky of I had talked about this before. It's worth watching just for the intro. The, the, like the, not joking you'll never fast forward the intro every time the intro comes on you will laugh you seen it no i just saw the suicide squad and i gotta give it a minute because that i hated that no movie. you yes <laughs> damn my oh, man how terrible was that movie oh, i was i was okay the first half of it and then i'm like i sat here and thought why am i watching this still like the starfish thing come on yeah <laughs> so terrible man nothing is more polarizing than the starfish apparently yeah people get caught on that man they yeah do. it wasn't just that the movie was bad the writing wasn't good and considering james gunn did it that's what's so sad about it cuz then you compare that to peacemaking you're like the same dude did these hmm. you have to watch peacemaker it's on the list I, i'm trying to get through well i'm i'm Getting staying current on billions. Um, I need to check that. I just out. watched The King's Man last night. That was all right. It was Not okay. Fun. As as a prequel introductory movie after the original ones already come it's out, just, I thought it was good. It just yeah. has a completely different feel than the Kingsman movies. Well, yeah, yeah but way it's, less it's brutal. Than the absolutely, it had to start somewhere, so that's yeah. why I appreciate it so much. But yeah, it was. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but yeah, yeah you got to move Peacemaker to the top and okay. get through it, man. I it would, is I will so agree. Funny. Pinky cheers because yeah, if you've got a list right now, I would just go ahead and put Peacemaker at the top because you'll burn through it in like there's two no, or three days. There's no okay. show that I've watched in the last year that I've laughed and almost cried and cringed, cringed, applauded. How did they get away with saying that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. And, and then. Um, I actually thought like, wow, John Cena is a damn good actor. Like, yeah, I will how actually. Can you say that? I will right? fully agree with that too. Like, this made me put a whole new light on John Cena and his acting career. And I know a lot of it's the writing, because again, what they make that character go through. Writing has to be good, but it doesn't do you any good if the character can't pull it off. So, um, agreed. Uh, the other thing that we've talked about is Mindhunter. Yeah, yeah. Mindhunter is fantastic. I- I know you guys said season two kind of fell off. I'm going to slightly disagree. I'm still very intrigued. Have you finished the season? Finished season two? Yes. No. So okay. is that why I'm going to be disappointed yes. after I finish it? Yes. Right. Yeah. So far, I'm still super. I will say I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the way Holden's character is moving forward. He's He went from what seemed like a very competent, um, educated man who is growing a field basically on his own to... He's almost this whiny kid that they're babysitting, and I'm not a big fan of the way they did that. Uh, but I still really like the show just because of how it's evolving things that we've already known, and to realize that's how it started is kind of crazy. Yeah, finish it off, and then we'll we'll talk. Fair. Again. <laughs> I think I've only got a couple more episodes. I still, left, so. I mean, I still like season two, but it's not. 
anywhere close to season one. I like the first half of season two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about where I'm at now. So then we'll, we'll talk some more, but still really enjoying that show too. So if you haven't seen that now, you got to have a little bit of a dark side to watch it. I know plenty of people who would not be able to handle that show. Oh, plenty of people. Even my wife liked that show and she's not really into that kind of stuff. That's like the, my lowest threshold is that show. You know what I mean? That's my starting point. <laughs> Things get really bad after that. Uh, uh, but yeah, so there's there's some definite good stuff out there um, right now. I've got a list too that I'm trying to catch up on. So yeah, um, never ending. I, I ran across Legion randomly. Um, there was I was waiting for an episode of something else. I can't remember what it was. The wife and I are watching Mindhunter together, so I wasn't going to throw that on. There are a couple other things I was ready to start and I was sitting in my garage and I was scrolling through Hulu just mm-hmm. randomly and that that popped up and I was like, I remember wanting to check this out when it came out back on FX a long time ago and I watched the first episode and I, literally after the first episode, I was like, what the, did I just watch? <laughs> like what? All right, episode two, let's go. And then I was just hooked. Add uh, the great to the list, like I said. The what? The great. The Great, mm-hmm. it's on Hulu. Okay. I, I've made comments about that show on this on this podcast. I can't. Right? I think so. Is it the uh, like the kind of the comedy, dark comedy? Yeah, but I can't remember where you said they were from. It's uh, it's like 18th century Russia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Oh, I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. That's another FX one. Yeah, yeah. I know which one it's you're talking about. So funny. I still I got so I got nobody on the list. I want to catch that. Nobody's good. I've heard that's really good. Um, there's a couple other ones. I look. I still haven't been able to see Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, Jungle oh. Cruise. We um, watched Free Guy the other night. Free Guy is on my list. How was that? That's fun. I've, I've heard. Saw, I saw I've heard it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've heard it's one of those where it's just like you're not gonna walk out going that's the best movie I ever saw, but my, you're gonna walk out going I enjoyed my time. My wife didn't understand it for probably the first thirty minutes, and I was just like, well. You're not a gamer, so I get it. But I was like, if you were a gamer, all of this would make sense to you. So, yeah, I've got a list, too. But I would totally put my entire list on pause for Peacemaker. Okay. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I Yeah, that was. And it's all you can want. You can binge it all. It's already. They've already done all their episodes. Season two is supposed to come out next year, Mm -hmm. hopefully. So we'll see. We'll add it to the list. Yeah, Add it buddy. to the top of the list. You will to not the top. be disappointed. To the top. Not We're finally going to get Aaron to watch it eventually. Like, eventually. Yeah, I just need to not be busy. Or or decide to watch some crappy movie that you then hate. And then you hate that you watched it. Oh, yeah, that's true. What was that one that you that just watched? That was Uh That was Power of the Dog? Yeah. I was like, well, we told you to watch Peacemaker, so like, you could have just done that and saved yourself the hassle. Dude, I've not seen something that pissed me off that much in a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, moving on. Unless anybody else has any nonsense they want to discuss. Uh, I, I got you, – you guys will enjoy this. I got, I got two, two stories that basically deal with the same situation in different scenarios. So we're doing swimming with the little guy every Friday night. It's a half hour. I basically just hold him while he floats in the water. End of the end of the night comes. They they throw out a bunch of little balls and rubber duckies and stuff for the kids to try and grab while they're supposed to be trying to kick and, and pull their legs and arms. So the basket is in a certain area of the pool. 
And so I take the rubber ducky that he had and I kind of toss it in that general area so that the guy, the, the swim instructor, if you will, doesn't have to swim all over the area to collect everything, right? It lands about, we'll say, three feet away from this lady and her kid and it splashes her ever so slightly. So we get out of the pool and her husband has their littlest one who's like six months old, maybe. The wife had the older one who I don't even know how old it is, a couple years, maybe a year and a half, I don't know. And I look at him and I thought we'd been cordial the last couple of times we saw him. So, you know, I, I looked at him, I was like, all right, well, we'll see you guys next week. And he looks up at me and all he says with a deadpan look on his face is, yeah, you should be a little more careful throwing things. And I think he's talking about my little man and he's making like a dry joke, right? I was like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have to figure it out. See what happens next week. He goes, no, you need to be more careful when you're throwing things. And I look at him, I'm like, are you serious? He goes, you almost hit my wife. And I'm not shitting you. The instant thought I had in my head that I wanted to say to him that I bit my tongue on was, bro, I'm an athlete. You're 5'10", 380. Let's not talk about this. But I didn't. I looked at him and I said, really? He goes, you need to be more careful. You almost hit my wife. And I looked at him, I go, my guy, it was a rubber duck three feet away and it gently splashed her. I'm not doing this with you right now. And he said it again. I said, I don't have time for this shit. As I'm shaking my head and walking away with my son. So Friday is going to be real interesting to see if they show up again. <laughs> so that, that's, that's the first incident. That's Friday night. Saturday, we do the birthday party for my son. I had to run and go get some balloons and stuff. Came back. Some people were already there. My wife had put the dogs in the backyard. And one of our dogs just barks. Like he's just a barker. Well, he was outside for maybe 10 minutes, apparently. And a neighbor, two houses down, came and started blowing up the doorbell. My wife answers the door and she's like, yeah. And he's like, your dogs woke me up. Those are your dogs. They woke me up. I work nights. I'm trying to sleep. She's like, okay, um, I'll bring him in. And she's like trying to shut the door on him because she's got a shit ton of other stuff going on that she's trying to take care of. And he like is poking his head like around the door, still trying to talk to her like, you need, you need to stop. You need to get those dogs in. So I come back to this story and I'm like, which neighbor? And I'm like, I'm ready to go bang on his door and say, we have an issue. Like headphones, bro. Like you live in a neighborhood. There's a thousand other things you could have done instead of come banging on my wife's door or my door when my wife's home and she's the one that has to deal with you. So now she's all like skittish that like he's going to report us to the HOA or something. I was like, I don't care. Like he can go right for it. Like I'll be a really easygoing, chill guy. But if you want to start some shit, I am more than happy to jump into that ball. And you are not going to be happy with the way it turns out. I assure you. <laughs> so now my wife is like, are we bad people? <laughs> and I'm like, no. These are just the type of people who feel like if they say something, they can bully you. They can get their way. They, big tough man, I'm going to say what I need to say. She's like, are you sure? I was like, yes, positive. So she tells the other story, the pool story, to some of our really good friends who were there for the birthday party. And the wife, it's actually Zach's wife, Chelsea, looks at us and she's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And she goes, that's ridiculous. She got splashed? It's like, yeah. Chelsea starts laughing. She's like, yeah, no, that's not a problem. <laughs> so 
I was all sorts of jazzed up this week and ready to just go at somebody. Actually, the, the context of got splashed in a pool. That's, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I feel like that, you know, that needs to be emphasized. Yeah, so apparently three feet uh, within the this, they're big people too. So, I mean, you know, you're already taking up a majority of the pool. Like, like you're going to come at me because you got splashed? Like, let's... So I'm very interested to see how next Friday goes because if they say anything, wife's going to have to take my son outside and me and this fella are going to have a bit of a conversation. So it's going to be, yeah, I was like, I was, it's one of those situations where you're like, boy, if I had a couple drinks in me, if this was at a bar, the, I'm not a fighter, but I love, you want to start verbally communicating in a way that is not kind to people. Oh, I will eat you alive. I guess I handle things like that way differently. I can't help but be so sarcastic. I, I get into this immediate mentality of I'm going to entertain myself through yes. this conversation, you know? Yes. The problem is, is I'm at a pool with a bunch of little kids around me. So it was a very quick, like, just bite your tongue and don't do that's that here. That's the best. Oh, that, oh man. man. That's a great scenario. Yeah. My in-laws were there and they're all behind this glass, right? So the pool's here and you have to walk through this door to get into the pool. So they can't hear any of this. They think I was just having a nice conversation. So when I came out and I'm like, all of a sudden my wife could see I'm like visibly agitated. I tell her what happened. She's like, that's what that was. She's like, she's like, I am so glad you walked away. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to do something that gets us expelled so that our son can't do this little swimming lesson thing. Right. Yeah. But if this dude wants to say something again, I will be more than happy to let them sit in the car and I will wait at the front door for this dude to come outside. Just ask the swimming instructor next week to put up a little net around them to, to help protect them just in, in case. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, look, I'm usually one of the first ones in the pool because we get there. You, you can get in 10 minutes early. Uh -huh. So I like to be there early so I can get them to really start warming yeah, up just and stuff. Just cone off an area for him, dude. Dude, I'm going to I'm going to take off an area of the pool and it's going to be right at the stairs. But, so he's going but, to have to walk by me and then swim to the other side of the pool. And I'm going to make sure he knows you're over there. Don't forget to put caution signs up too. You know what I mean? <laughs> put some balls out ahead of time. You see that little roped off? That's that's you. Yeah. yeah. You're over there. Well, the least you could be is consider after that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stupidity knows no bounds. That makes that makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. He says anything, be like, oh, bro, I'm totally sorry about last week. I set up a little coned area for you over there so you're not bothered again. Yeah. Well, anybody who repeats themselves four times, I kind of have an idea of what I'm dealing with. You know Absolutely. What I mean? Yeah. Well, so, and like, Look, I have a feeling this is something he has to deal with on a regular basis because they are a mixed race couple. So I get this feeling that he's always feeling like he has to defend certain things with their relationship. Like, that's just the feeling he gives off to me. Like, so many things started adding up in my head so quickly. And I was like, y y wow, you, you went zero to like a thousand for no reason. Yeah. And the only reason I can think of that is because you feel you have to constantly defend whatever you're doing at all times for whatever reason. I don't know, but I'm not the guy. I might look like a skinny little white dude, but this is going to end poorly for you. I assure you. I and if you swing, I'm just taking out your knees and you're going to fall on the ground. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I am guaranteed you are not quick enough to keep up with me. So let's, you know, just chill out a little bit, buddy. You could have just said, hey, man, you know, I'd appreciate it if maybe you could just not throw those in my kid's vicinity. And I could have been like, totally understand my bad, like. Wasn't intentional, but no, you called out my athleticism by telling me I threw it too close to your wife and kid. So now we're already confrontational. I like that's how <laughs> that's how you take it. Is it that you called out your athleticism? Absolutely, it was. Absolutely, 
right there. When you told me I threw it too close and I was thinking to, to myself in my head, nice shot. I, I would have <laughs> just been like, you know, it was my non-dominant. I've been out of the game for a while. That doesn't usually happen. Um, let me try next week. I'll show you. I'll show you what I can really do. I just, you know, I the thing is, I can't take anybody like that seriously. You know no, what I mean? I just no. can't. I'm like, whatever. You're a conversation for other people who are more intelligent. That that's what this is going to turn into. And that's why I like to add a little fuel to the fire. You know, I'm like, oh, let's see how funny oh, I can make this. Again, so, it was. It took me everything I had, SP, to not amplify the situation. I mean, I'm holding my son. I'm like. Oh, <laughs> like this is not something you should be involved in yet. I would ask questions. Well, tell me about the last time you got hit. What happened? Like, you know, like, I, let's start an advocate group. This isn't talked about enough. You know what I, mean? I would like? I would have went the 10 degrees with that. <laughs> Get a mailing list together. You know what oh. I mean? Probably put an ad in the thrifty nickel. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Aaron wants to get punched in the face. You know what? I'm going to at least give him a good reason. (laughs) (laughs) Because obviously it didn't start with one. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, yeah, that was was my Friday night for sure. So I thought you guys might enjoy that a little bit. Uh, You know, you run into stupid people all the time. Drama at the pool. (laughs) The last place I would expect to see it, at the pool. At least without alcohol being involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently, you don't throw things in a pool that splash, you know? Especially rubber duckies. You got to watch out. Rubber duckies, man. You really get a hang hold of those and throw it at somebody, mm. like, that could leave a welt. I mean, if that Probably. lob had hit her, I'm, I'm sure it would have knocked her out. So, you know, <laughs> I should be more careful. What, he had 95 on that easy? Yeah. What a, what a jerk, Caleb, with Tailing. that athleticism. <laughs> Inside, I, you know, I was trying to make him jump off the plate yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Brush him off a little bit. Makes sense. Just All right. Say, just say, hey, I thought your kid threw up the sign. I went for a changeup. <laughs> It was my bad. <laughs> uh, Anyways, move on. Let's go. Yeah, I would have led into baseball with that, but I know we want to talk. <laughs> no, let's not do the baseball yet. <laughs> I know Dan and I actually want to have a conversation. Caleb about wants that. to talk a little college basketball, um, which it's not quite time yet, but it's almost. It is time. actually time. Pinky. It's conference championships. It's conference championships are going Man, now. Conference championships don't matter. Pinky, yes, they do. And you are, yes, are you arguably the best game that's ever been in March was a Big East championship game. Triple or quadruple overtime? Why am I drawing a blank? I think it was triple overtime, UConn, Kemba Walker. Oh, my Lord. But yeah. you got no respect for See, the game. Nobody cares. All tournament <laughs> basketball is fun basketball. I, con- I the conference this, championships, I just they don't mean anything to me. Hmm. They don't. Um, they should because it gives you most your seat of the, in the tournament. Uh, most of the guys have already got their seating. No, they don't. The, the one so, that wins the tournament is guaranteed the a seating, but most of the teams, like half the teams that are playing in them already have seating. I think you're used so. to the Big 12 conference where it matters, but eh, it's I bragging am. I'm, rights. I'm, I'm a Jayhawks know? fan, so yeah. the Jayhawks are normally in the tournament without the Oh, you don't so, particularly care for the Yeah, Big I understand why you – wait, you shouldn't care about the NCAA, NCAA tournament We either. love it because we win it a lot. That's that's our time to beat Kansas. That's, yeah, I should have known better. We don't care about it. Exactly. That's, you don't care about the tournament either. No, we we care about the tournament. They just it's just hard suck in the do. tournament. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to win in the tournament. Um, but there were, I believe it's four now, and and I'm 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 not going to remember all the teams, so I'm not even going to try. But there, I'm going to say four four buzzer beaters already in conference tournament play, three of which were championship games for. 
the smaller conferences to guarantee them a spot into the tournament because that's the only way they're getting in. Um, the the best one so far was the one last night, and it was uh, Fulgum and Chattanooga. Chattanooga, thank yeah. you. Um, Twenty seconds left in the game. Chattanooga scores. Fulgum comes back down and scores with three seconds remaining. Fulgham does not call, or Chattanooga does not call a timeout. Dude just starts dribbling up the court, half court, three dudes around him, arms up, heaves it, swish, game. And what makes it even crazier is in the fourth quarter, the team that lost, Fulgham, did not miss a field goal. Did not miss a field goal, and then they lose on a half court, last second shot. March basketball in college is the best. That literally just reminds me of the Chiefs and Bills. <laughs> you know it mean? was. That's yeah, exactly like, what you could relate to. Absolutely. Just because they had the ball. Oh, it was so yeah. vicious, man. Oh, I get so pumped this time of year. So pumped. The tournament, the NCAA basketball tournament is the greatest sporting event other than the World Cup. Super Bowl. No. Yeah. Those games half the time are boring and, and worthless. The field of 64 is probably I, one of the most exciting. Absolutely. I don't really consider the Super Bowl an event. Like, that's a mm. game. Oh, I consider yeah. it an event, not a game. Because they put more into everything else than they do the actual game. Yeah, the halftime show, the, the pomp and circumstance. Yeah, I, I can get that. Yeah, so, but that doesn't span over a course of weeks. That's I mean, I get what you're saying right. there. Yeah. yeah, so on that, I will agree with you. But, yeah, no, the Super Bowl is not a great sporting event. It's a great event. It is not one of the greatest sporting I events. enjoy it. Yeah. But that's because you're just a football guy. Love the NFL? Oh, just a football guy. Yeah, that sounded so sure. demeaning. It was meant to. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I look, I understand why you like football, fucking Super gay. Bowl so much, but <laughs> no. Nah, compared to the World Cup and the NCAA tournament, it doesn't hold a candle. Listen, in case anybody was wondering why Caleb can't make friends out of pool. <laughs> um, I'm pretty snarky today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, tournament March Madness has started early this year, and I am super excited. The tournament starts in a week and a half. Mm-hmm. I like watching. I, I like watching the tournament. I do. It's Can't fun. Wait. Uh, I used to take Thursday and Friday off. It didn't matter what I was doing. I was sitting at my home Thursday and Friday, and nobody was bugging me. I used to just watch it at work on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I remember those days. So good. All right, transitioning into some more basketball. Uh, before we talk a little NBA MVP, things of that nature, which I know Pinky has been paying a little bit more attention to this year, so it's pretty good. The uh, other story that relates to basketball that I think is mind-blowing, and I can't believe anybody is even defending her, is Brittany Griner. For those that don't know who Brittany Griner is, she is a WNBA superstar. I think that's safe to say. Uh, she did she go to like Baylor or something like she that? She did go to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Ah, see? She yeah. was... I feel like... The I, only, I was going to say, I feel like the only issue with that statement was combining WNBA and Superstar, but... <laughs> That's cold. That's cold. That is pretty cold. cold. I'm saying... Um, oh, man. <laughs> you want to know how I know there's authenticity to that? Because if you didn't say WNBA, nobody would even know what you're referring to. <laughs> I think there's enough people out there who know who Brittany Griner is. Negative. I wouldn't expect you guys to know, but you don't really follow basketball, so I'm not, you know, I don't hold it against uh, you. Don't follow women's basketball. <laughs> Regardless, 
She plays for the Phoenix Mercury. I can't remember if she's an MV- if she's won an MVP. She's definitely won a finals with them. Uh, I believe she was the first woman to dunk in game in college. Um, so she's kind of a big deal when it comes to the women's basketball game. A lot of women will go overseas in the offseason because they actually get paid more in Europe to play than they do in the United States. Specifically, one team in Russia that it more than quadrupled her salary to go over there and play. What she made in the yeah. NBA, Makes sense. she went to Russia and she made more than four times what she was making in the United States. You're going to take that opportunity. Make your money. Some of the greats from the WNBA have also played on this team. Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, just to name a few. She's heading over there for the season, and she decides it's a good idea to bring some weed vape cartridges with her. Thinking, I guess, that she wasn't going to get checked at the airport flying coach. Um, this not, isn't, this not isn't when a private flight where you're not getting your bags checked. Not when you're a superstar, Caleb. Uh, well, apparently that's what she thought. Um, and everybody in her corner is saying the same thing. They're either saying it's race-related or... They planted it on her because there's no way she would have done this. She's come out and said it should be legal. Like she's very big proponent of advocating for the legalization of marijuana. She decided to take it to Russia. Like, dude, I'm not taking it across state lines, let alone a foreign country that's notorious for demoralizing humanity. Vodka cool in Russia, but Pinky said it pretty well. You don't do gay. And you don't do drugs in Russia. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there are no drugs, no homosexuality. It's not viewed very highly. She's both. So they're already looking at her some way, but they're going to overlook it because they provide her entertainment. She provides them entertainment. So they'll overlook whatever else is. She's American, whatever. She's not Russian. We're not. We're, so be it. You decide to bring the drugs with you. you just, they're not going to care. Oh, hey. By the way, Brittany, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, the United States and Russia are in this big conflict over Ukraine right now. May not be a great idea to test the system. Her, her timing was not great on this. <laughs> no. So people on her corner are advocating for the United States to step in and make sure she gets home safely. And I'm sitting there going, let her stay over there. Like, if you're going to play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. So I don't think the U.S. should be wasting any resources on bringing her home when she knowingly broke the law in another country that's notorious for strong corporal punishment. So I guess there, there are some things where you, you go, you know, I guess with the laws here as they are, um, she might have served some time. She may have paid some fines. She wouldn't have served any time in the United States. She would have paid some fines. Community service. I mean, if she went, if, if she went from Colorado to Texas with that kind of weed, she probably would have done some time. Nope, she would have. She would have paid her way out of that, guaranteed. If they even found it. If they even found it. But um, other countries, Russia, other, you know, Ukraine, Poland, Saudi Arabia, like just other China. Saudi Arabia. We'll just throw that. Mongolia, <laughs> Iraq. China. In other countries, if you break break their law, sometimes their punishments are, are pretty severe. Yeah. And they don't quite match Don't go the to crime. Singapore and graffiti. Right. I think we all learned that lesson in middle school. We yep. absolutely learned that <laughs> lesson in middle school. Can I, give you, can I give you a quick contrast? And this is an actual case. I can even send it to you. This happened, I think, what was it? It was in February. So a guy 
a mule, all right, was caught transporting over 400 pounds of marijuana from California, and he was headed to, uh, where was it? Oh, Washington, D.C. Okay. Got pulled over, right, by um, the uh, state troopers that are working for the, uh, what is it called? It's an indiscretion unit. I don't remember what it is. Anyways, basically, it's state troopers that are hired to work federal cases. Okay. So, um, anyways, gets pulled over, right? Uh, He didn't get arrested. They confiscated his weed. Yeah. Gave him his keys back and said, be on your way. And if they're going to federally prosecute you, that's on them. But stateside, if you don't have more than a thousand pounds, not a big deal. In other words, that's how lax we are. This dude's cruising with 400 pounds and she's got a cartridge. (laughs) I'm just saying that just seems a little absurd to me. That kind of juxtaposition. It's ridiculous, but like know your audience I mean, that's true, like, too. <laughs> like, that's true, too. Know your audience and know the situation. Bad timing and way over illegal. Like, you know, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't feel bad for her even a little bit. Not not even an iota of a little bit. Because, again, I wouldn't take it across state lines. I've gone to Nebraska a hundred different times. It doesn't come with me because as soon as I cross that state line, they're looking for Colorado license plates. Like That's if you're that dumb, you true. should win the prize. Yeah, they're over that. The now. other, not it's not that bad anymore. But I'm talking when I was in college and yeah, before sure. it was legalized. And yeah. Now, granted, the offense was, it was a misdemeanor. I never would have had to worry about jail time. It's the whole. I don't want to deal with any of that. It's not worth my time. Now, what everybody's going to start talking about again, which is the most ridiculous conversation there is, is well, she was addicted. She couldn't. She, she had to take it. Shut up. The only addiction marijuana causes is mental. And if you're that weak mentally, I think you deserve the prize. That's just how I feel. Hmm. So, uh, Brittany Griner probably isn't coming home anytime soon. And I've heard the gulag isn't a whole lot of fun. <laughs> it's, yeah, they, they don't really uh, put you up in a nice, cushy gulag. However, in her defense... Should be just fine in the gulag. I don't think anybody's messing with her. Well, if they have some like three on three, she's probably going to score a ton of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, dude. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Just saying. She may not end up in the women's prison, though. Oh. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, too. Well, you know, one of the big things that people don't put into consideration here in the United States is uh, intent matters more than the actual crime. And those are the things that we put into consideration, you know. Uh, not so much in a lot of other countries. <laughs> Intent doesn't matter. So Yeah, you know, and they've got people marching and protesting for no wars in Russia, and they're beating them with, uh, you know, nightsticks and hauling them off to prison. I might think twice about what I have in my bag. I don't know. It is what it is. <coughs> so, professional basketball to professional basketball, WNBA to the NBA. Couple quick hits. People are feeling real good for some reason about James Harden and Joel Embiid, and it just makes me laugh because it's not playoffs. It's regular season. They're both known to crumble it's, come playoffs. It's, it's still the honeymoon. Yeah, it's still the and honeymoon. James Harden, once the honeymoon's over, is notorious for dump and run. Uh, Doc Rivers also isn't known for being a great playoff coach. So you've got this, this triple-headed beast there that's bound to implode. I don't, uh, I don't know if I'd say implode. I just don't feel like they're going to go all the way. Oh, they're definitely, 
I don't even see him making the conference finals, to be perfectly honest with you. In the East? Yeah, in the East. Milwaukee, Miami, Chicago, all better teams in my opinion. I, I th- I'd still put Philly would be in the top three. Chicago's been playing really well. So I, I could see Milwaukee, Chicago. I still think Philly's in that top three. Miami's got the best record in the East. Yeah. Victor Oladipo just came back for them. They're stacked, man. They're loaded. Adebayo, Butler, Hero, now Oladipo. They've got they've got some weapons. Duncan is one of the best three point shooters in the NBA. Miami's loaded. There's a reason they went to the NBA Finals. So they didn't go. I mean, two, two years, years ago, ago in the bubble, um, but they still made it. Yeah, you know, it is a bubble. Um, Milwaukee's a an still there. On it. Um, and Chicago. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I think we can safely say that experiment has failed. I mean, interesting to see with the New York mayor uh, removing the mask mandate and the vaccination mandate. uh, Kyrie could end up playing at home. Uh, That could change things. I don't think I and I will say this. I think Ben Simmons fits in perfectly with that cast. I don't think he's going to get enough playing time before the playoffs hit to make a difference for that they, team. They've also had all Durant out for a while, too. Yeah, so. he just came back. He just came back. Uh, he looked pretty good. Um, but I just don't I don't see that. I've said it's not going to work. It hasn't worked so far. I don't see it changing. Out in the West, um, I said the Lakers were foolish for getting rid of all their young talent and listening to LeBron James. That has completely proven true. It's ridiculous. Uh, I don't like, know do why they thought Westbrook... Guys? Yeah, wait, like... Who thought Westbrook was going to change his game all of a sudden? Like, there's a reason he was on four teams in four years. Like, you know, doesn't play good with others. All of a sudden, he can't be heckled now? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, the Lakers are so soft. It's just, have you seen the videos flowing around the last two weeks? LeBron James is arguing with fans because he's getting mm-hmm. criticized. Uh, Westbrook didn't like calling Westbrook. And yep. now he's really mad because his name's being diminished, he said won't take his kids to games because he doesn't want to hear them to hear his dad get heckled. Yeah. I think that's part of being an athlete. His wife finally came out and spoke up yesterday about how she doesn't like the fact that his name's being used in, in demeaning ways. I'm like, bro, it's a play on words. You brick a lot of shots. Your name's Westbrook. It kind of works. Why are you getting so powerful? They're, they're not it? getting a good return on their investment. I said trading for Anthony Davis was foolish long-term. It did get them the championship in the bubble, but the dudes with glass. But but they only got it in the bubble because he was hurt during the season. And then because they had such a, uh, like they had like a month and a half off, he was able to heal up to come back for the playoffs. Well, and unfortunately, the two best teams played each other in the first round, in uh, the second round, sorry, in the Nuggets and the the Jazz in the bubble. It was the Nuggets and the Jazz went to the seven-game series. Nuggets came back from 3-1 down. They were just mentally and physically exhausted by the time they got to the Lakers. They were the better team, and I will continuously say that. I have no doubt in my mind they were the better team. But the better team doesn't always win, and that's part of the beauty of sports that I love so much. So the Lakers took advantage of it. If Anthony Davis doesn't hit that game two shot from 30 feet out over over Mason Plumlee because Mason Plumlee decided not to play any defense— I don't think the Nuggets lose that series. So there are a lot of things that fell the wrong way for the Nuggets. Lakers got their bubble. People said LeBron James brought championship to the Lakers. No matter what happens after that, it's all good. I don't think those same people are saying that thing anymore. Well, look, they, the Lakers went all in. It worked out. 
Like that's that's what you want. You want to get that championship. It paid off. Now, the issue that Lakers fans are having is they're a little spoiled and they wanted more than one championship. That's just not going to happen. You know it's crazy to think about if LeBron hadn't traded all those young guys. He doesn't get his bubble oh, championship, but where know, are they now? Uh, Lonzo Ball, Ingram, Ingram is balling. Kuzma is balling. Hart. Yeah. There's a, an insane amount of talent they got rid of to bring in what they have now, and it has not worked at all. I mean, I mean, technically, Melo's been pretty good. At, like, Melo's been a solid like bench guy. Yeah, he's game, been solid bench coming which off. Which is pretty but, good, but yeah. they just don't. They just don't have enough to 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 hang with the good teams in the West. They, they all don't. do the same thing. Yeah. When you have four of your five starters who are all ball dominant, it's always going to cause with no issues. shooters. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. No shooters is a big problem. So, and that's what LeBron has always needed around him is shooters. As a, I mean, I, I'm a big Shaq guy. So when he played for the Lakers, I was like, yeah, fine, I'll root for the Lakers. I don't care. I'm a Shaq guy. Yeah. After that, I could care less. And yeah, I don't. I don't like seeing the Lakers be good. So, so quick side note, and then we'll go to the MVP talk. It's funny you brought that up because I was actually talking with our buddy Ron Moon on uh, going back and forth on a Facebook chat the other day, and we brought up um, Shaq and free throws and how Rick Barry used to try to convince him to do underhand free throws, and Shaq's pride and ego would not allow him to do it. No way, no how. And it dawned on me, and this blew my mind when I thought about this because I've never thought about this. If Shaq had done that and shot, Rick Barry said he would have had him shooting high 90s if he had gone underhand the way Rick Barry did when he was playing basketball. Said he could have gotten Shaq to high 90s. I don't know about that, but. I believe it. I do. He was, one of the most he was at 60s. Even if you want to say high 80s. 50s or 60s with with doing what he was doing. If you get him to 70 or 80, well, let's, that's a, that's a good thing. Maybe we just call it vast improvement. Let, yeah. Let's say you get him to mid-80s. Like, you could get Shaq to the mid-80s in free throw percentage. Those additional points he would have scored over his career could have possibly catapulted him into the GOAT conversation. Because of his dominance, because of the stats he would have had then, where he would have been on the all-time list, and the fact that we had never seen anything like him. So just just that little side note, that that thought just blew my mind when I had it. Um, so Ron and I went back with it a little bit and kind of actually both kind of agreed that, that that would have been a completely different story. At the same time, that pride and that ego is what makes a lot of these greats great. So very rarely do you see them put that aside to either better themselves or their team because they got there because of it. Good or bad or indifferent, that is what made them great in the first place. So it's almost a, a, a null conversation in the sense that, well, if you take that away from Shaq, what have he been what he was anyways? So, but I thought it was kind of a cool scenario to kind of look back on and go, damn, if he had done that, that puts him in a whole different conversation of basketball greats. He's one of my goats anyway, so it's all good to me. Yeah, I like Shaq, position. Man. There's people that say he's the greatest center of all time. I and and I can't I can't argue yeah. with that. I I I don't agree. He's, but I don't I don't hate that opinion by I think, I think you can literally say he's probably the most physical center of all time. I mean, honestly, if you go back and watch old film of Wilt Chamberlain and stuff, the dude wasn't I, that that the, the only coordinated is not the right way. He wasn't the, that fluid. The problem with Will Chamberlain is just that 
he's playing like six foot white dudes. No, he wasn't. That's a common misconception. <laughs> Go back and watch his film. He's playing dudes the same size as him. He was just better than all of them. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've seen a lot of You're talking Bill Russell. Not. Bill Russell was playing against a bunch of dudes who were not the same size. There's only a handful of guys Bill Russell's size. Will Chamberlain, every team had a big dude. They just could not do what Wilt Chamberlain did on any level. On or off the court, from what we <laughs> Absolutely. From, what we from, from what Wilt said, definitely. <laughs> Stories have been told. Hugh, Hugh Hefner idolized Wilt Chamberlain. Let's just say that. <laughs> Most men do. There's, there's the bar in Wilt's. He set that bar. His math. I don't know about his math, though. Yeah. I think you add a couple. I think a couple people put put tried to put those numbers like <laughs> this is what would need to happen. Everybody inflates their numbers, and they were like, "That's just not possible." <laughs> okay, uh, MVP, Jokic. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's changed. It's Jokic, and I'm tired of people talking about Embiid. He's really good, really good. I'm not going to take anything away from Embiid, but he does not do for people around him what Jokic does on a night in and night out basis. Last last two games. Uh, well, the game against um, the Pelicans, fourth quarter and overtime, 30 points. Yeah. From Jokic. He, had a, he already had his, you know, uh, triple-double. He also added in three blocks and four steals. And, I mean, he, he's learned. He is learn, not learning anymore. He has learned how he can take over a game. And it has created a whole and other level of dominance well, from him. Last night did the same thing. 32, 14, and 13. Like, it's yeah. just Now, ridiculous. detractors will say he's done that against two really bad teams because the Golden State team he played last night was literally their bench. But that's Curry was out. Do, right? Draymond was out. Yeah, but that's my point. He did it. Like, how many other dudes are doing it? So, knock it off. Like, this is ridiculous at this point. Not to mention, he's doing it without the second and third best players on the team all Correct. season. Embiid, people are like, well, he didn't have Simmons. Good. He's, he flat out came out and said Simmons didn't do anything for him. Like, he said that. It made him work harder because Simmons didn't shoot, so he got more double teams and stuff. Embiid has said that, and now he's trying to backtrack, being like, well, you know, I did it without him, and, and he was our he was our second best talent and blah, blah, blah. Nah, dude, you had Tobias Harris still. You got some dudes like Maxi and stuff that are running wild. You've had a way better supporting cast up until this point. That's why your record is better. Oh, by the way, you play in the East where the bottom of the barrel is not nearly as competitive as the bottom of the barrel at the West is. So Jokic is playing more legit talent, legit talent night in and night out when he's playing in his conference than Embiid is. And he still has his team in the sixth seed. Yeah, and he's only like, it's like four games. Their record's only like four games less than the, the Philadelphia 76ers. So like, get that nonsense out of here. What's happening is, 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 People don't like the idea of doing this back-to-back -back MVP anymore. There are only, I would say, of Jordan's entire career, he played, I believe, 12 seasons total. No, no, no. No, he played a little bit more 15. than 15. I think it was 15. 15 seasons total. Oh, no. It's because he took two years off. So it's 83 to 98, but he had two years off. So call it 13. Out of those 13 years, I would say five max, Jordan should not have won the MVP. Every other year, he should have won because he was the best player on the best team, and without him, that team doesn't do what he did. Period. That's the definition of MVP. 
but people didn't want to give it to Michael every year. So they, they gave it to Barkley one year and they gave it to somebody else another year and this and that. And it, it was a joke. People have tried to say that about LeBron. The same doesn't hold true. Uh, there have been more times I think LeBron should have won it just because of what he did with the team and where he got them. Um, but it's not on the same level as Jordan. Steve Nash winning back-to-back MVPs. That's uh, debatable. But again, you take him off of that team, that Phoenix team is nothing. Literally nothing without him. Steph Curry is the only one to win a unanimous MVP in NBA history. He deserved every single vote he got. He's also got another one. He deserved that one too. But to sit here and say, I'm not going to give Jokic the MVP because we don't want to get back to back and Embiid could have won it last year. Maybe we're going to give it to him this year. No. What is he doing for his team? If you take him off his team, what does his team do? The Nuggets are bottom three in the league without Jokic. Philly could still make the playoffs in the East without Embiid. Like, let's be realistic about where this stands. Now, are they the two best centers in the game? Hands down, not even close. But Embiid, I do not believe in any measurable makes the players around him better the way Jokic does. And when you put up the numbers Jokic is putting up and you carry a roster like he's carrying right now, dude, flat out, if Jamal Murray and MPJ come back and they can get their legs under them before the playoffs, Denver could arguably be the title favorite. That's crazy. Certainly be fun to watch. Well, if we, could we watch wouldn't it. get to watch yeah. it, but we've already... Well, we would because once playoffs start, oh. Altitude doesn't get to carry games That's the same right. way. So That's we right. would finally get to watch him in the playoffs. I would love to watch the Nuggets more. Yeah. Love to see Monte play. Yeah, Did I you just, see my post last night? I just yeah. don't... Uh, I, I don't have the time to watch enough that it doesn't make it. I wouldn't pay the 25 bucks to get a vodka, which is where you go. Hell no. Out. No, but. 30 bucks. I would watch every game, and that's still not worth it to me. Yeah. F Stan Kroenke. <laughs> that's, what they sh- that's all you should hear at Nuggets games. It's, period. It's amazing that you have a playoff team in the NBA. You have. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk a lot of hockey because we're not the biggest hockey guys, but the Avs are the number one team in the NHL and we don't get to watch local fans fans have been able to watch them for two years. Get to see them. That's ridiculous. Two years. How does that even happen? And look, I might be wrong, but based on what I've heard read and I understand it as the only reason it's not happening is because Stan Kroenke didn't sell the rights to his own TV network at a high enough rate to make himself the money he thinks he should be made. So he wants the TV providers to make it up on the back end for him. And the TV providers are saying, no, you sold the rights to yourself. That's your problem. Sell them differently. And he doesn't want to renegotiate his own deal. That's mind blowing to me. So I will say finally on the NBA, there is a dark horse MVP candidate and it's a legitimate conversation that honestly, I would not be as mad if this guy won it as I would be if MB did. And that's John Morant. If he <laughs> wins it, 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 it's not a surprise. He's got the Grizzlies second in the West. That's crazy. He's balling. His numbers, consistently based, are not on the level of an Embiid and Jokic right now. But his highlights that he's put up, what he's done for that team, and he has had a couple really big games, do put him in the conversation. I, I will... I'll, I would be shocked if it's not those three 
at the end of the year in the voting. I, I would be shocked. Maybe he doesn't get it, but at least he's in the conversation. Yeah, I, and then next year, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get it, I would understand. Yeah, but I don't. When do they vote on that? Because I know some after like, the season, before playoffs, before playoffs. Because I always think they should wait until the playoffs. It's announced. Yeah. It's announced conference finals, I believe. Once the conference finals start, is when they announce the regular season awards. But they are regular season awards, so they stop once playoffs start. Um, which I always thought was kind of weird. The NBA did that, the way they do it. Because, whatever. I mean, it's just a thought. Does Cooper Cup get more votes if they wait until the Super Bowl to name it, or right after the Super Bowl to name NFL MVP? If he does, is it fair? I mean, it's. Uh, I think you have two different MVPs. You got a Super Bowl MVP, you've got a regular season MVP. Sometimes it's the same person. I mean, I had Aaron Donald as the Super Bowl MVP myself. But. Well, my argument with that is how many people were Super Bowl MVPs that didn't do a whole lot during the season? You know what I mean? Ton. So. Absolutely. Yeah, you have one big game and you get that award. Yeah. That's all it takes. Um, so I think it's okay to separate them. I just don't like the way the NBA announces it so late. Mm. Like, I feel like writers, it's also so stupid that writers have any say in any awards for any players in any sport. Um, that's just ridiculous as we found out with a bunch of Hall of Fame voting in baseball. Um, we'll get there, Dan. And it's across the board, too. It's like every <laughs> oh, sport, Oh, every, right? yeah, like absolutely. Every single absolutely. sport, it's the writers. But um, why can't they have it? Oh, regular season ends tonight. Everybody get your vote in by tomorrow. Yeah. Like, there's no reason you can't have that. So that, that three-day gap between regular season ending and playoff starting, you should be able to announce all your regular season awards. And I think that's true of any sport. I, waiting is a joke to me. So that's what I got for basketball. It's starting to ramp up real heavy. Um, we're gonna know. We're gonna know a lot here in the next couple of weeks. And this the season. Now I'm drawing a blank. Season used to end middle of April. I believe they pushed that back to the end of April now. The way they've tried to elongate some of that travel and, and things of that nature. So we probably still got another month and a half. I bet if I if I looked again. Um, I know it was different during COVID year. They ended in the middle of May, but I do believe it's end of April now instead of the middle of April. Um, just give that extra two week buffer of travel and things of that nature. So, but in the next two weeks, we're going to know a lot. Um, it's going to start, you're, you're going to start seeing everything kind of separate and fall into place where it should be. And the Lakers might not even make the playoffs. Hmm. So keep an eye out for that. Pinky transition us where are we headed next? It's time for some baseball. We brought Dan on the show for a reason. <laughs> Wonderful. We got to talk some baseball. Dan, you you started off. Well, I think the elephant in the room is the fact that they were not playing baseball. Uh, they are actively uh, talking proposal right now. The MLBs just submitted another proposal to the Players Association. I'll be honest, I've never spent so much t- time on Twitter in my life, and that's like all all day I keep looking at Twitter. So, um, you can know, you, can you yeah. summarize for everybody the, the basic crux of what's holding everything up? Uh, money from a broad level, but more specifically the competitive balance tax, which – I mean, I know we got a finite amount of time here, but th- to me, this it's ridiculous. So other sports have a salary cap, right? Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. They have a competitive balance tax. And what it says is a team can go up to a threshold 
you can spend up to this amount on your players. If you go over that amount, there's a penalty in the first year. If you do it the second year, there's a steeper penalty. You do it a third year, there's even steeper penalty. The players see that as a way for teams to manipulate tanking. Um, the the reason that was put into play was, I don't think they'll ever admit it, but it's for the Yankees. Absolutely. So they would stop. I mean, that just makes no sense pay, to me. When they're paying their, yeah, their salary that's, you know, 15, 20% higher than the next team, and then their tax that they're paying on that salary is the exact same. So they're paying absorbent times more than everybody else because they just don't care. Right. I, I don't understand baseball not having a f- – and I think they should have it on both sides. A firm, here's what the cap is of what you can spend, mm-hmm. as well as here's the cap of what you have to spend. They do. They do have a bottom. That's part of the – They don't. And that's the problem. They can tank. The owners offered that as a part of their I thought there was argument. a bottom level because the Rockies have been notorious for bare minimum meeting it. Not not like a hard floor. Okay. So what, what Pinky's saying is like, okay, so you got you got the a NFL floor, has you got a, a ceiling. Oh, I, get, I, I, I right. totally understand. And I thought baseball had a hard floor, though. I didn't think they had a hard ceiling. Well, I know they don't have a hard ceiling, but I thought they had a hard floor. Not, I could be wrong, but not that I'm aware of, and that was part of the – um, bargaining agreement okay. the players shot it down well I, which i don't agree with the players on that one the main crux of the issues is, is, is the players want a higher cbt the owners don't want to give a higher cbt um each year it increases incrementally based on the cba that they've agreed on the players started somewhere in the realm of like 290 million dollars the owners were like well the last CBA, we agreed to do incremental increases of $2 million each year over the span of five years. So with that in mind, we're going to start at 218 So 280 218 big difference. Huge right? difference. That is the sticking point from everything that I've read that's holding this up. So they've increased minimum salary for players, and like they've, they've just increased it again. So minimum salary for players over the next five years would be 700 to 715 the next 730 the next 750 770 etc all great i mean the player's goal is to get younger players paid sooner well isn't there along those same lines aren't the players trying to get rid of the whole owning your rights for a certain period of time by keeping you in the minors oh, and not the, letting you come up right service. away and, and oh dude yeah the service time is the a joke time. the way the nba or NBA, i was like wait mlb does that how is it ronald acuna making like nothing and he's been awesome well, for like for three Chris or four Bryant years. Chris Bryant was really one of the first ones Chris, to bring it to a yes. huge issue. Yes. Because they literally held him out the first week, I believe. 30 first days. 30 days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just so they could have him for another year. And everybody on the team, players were like, dude, he should be on here. We're, yeah. This is a guy that we need. And you're not bringing him up simply so you can control his rights for an extra year. And Cubs got creative on how they made that happen. Yes, they did. The argument. And it was very regardless of your opinion of it, it was very well thought out. It was a very big oh, business decision. Agreed. They did it really well, and they had some luck. Uh, the guy that they had at third, actually the Cubs were in uh, Colorado playing the Rockies. That guy got hurt and never recovered from his injury. They brought Chris Bryan up. The rest is history. It was actually at that game. Acuna, he signed an extension as, as well as Albies. So they're like under contract for years Acuna, I think, signed something like ten, wasn't it? Yeah, it's early, yeah. real early. Yeah, and the Braves got him cheap. 
I think the other thing that really drives me nuts is the fact that the owners are basically trying to force the players to protect the owners in the sense that owners spend money when they shouldn't. Albert Pujols contract. Uh, you could argue Arenado and Bryce Harper on the uh, same level. Bryce Harper, definitely. When you're yeah. paying guys after they've proven everything, and now they've only got maybe 10 years left, that is going to be declined well, every year after that. Let, they should be, be making their $300 million contracts. Let's then. be honest. They, have, they signed those gigantic contracts for those 10 to 13 years. Let's be honest. The, they have like five to six years, good years left. Oh, that would that be contract, generous. Right? Most of, Pujols didn't have one. I think he had three. No, after three. he signed that contract, he was never worth the money. He wasn't ever. He wasn't Pujols. Pujols, like he he still added value, but not to the same level that they're paying him. They dug a hole with that contract, big time. But I the the thing that, that that's maddening to that this is this is the holdup. That is because teams can just decide eh, we're not going to spend that much money. Right. It's it's mind blowing. The Rockies so are notorious. What does it mean? for the players to make the owners to raise it when the, the owners in the, the front office can just decide, well, no, we're not going to spend that money anyway. Oakland What's A's. the point? Billy Bean came up with a way around it and actually figured out how to win that yeah. way. People have tried to replicate it and failed miserably. Now it's it's but almost that, commonplace what he's done. Yep. But that, that way that, is... Red Sox took it. You're Marlins. Only, you're only yep. good They've for won two championships a couple of years. Way. The Rays. Yeah. You're only good for a couple of years with that, and then you're... You suck again. Like that's that's part of what the players want to get rid of. They want to get rid of like, here's your window, and that window's let's call it two to five years, and then after that you burn it all the way all to the ground and you start over. Players don't like that because there are some players that maybe are not the Bryce Harpers or the Acunas or the Bryants of the world. You know that middle tier baseball player that they get caught up in that crap and they don't get to play for a championship level team because they got stuck on a team that is burning it to the ground. I, I, that's part of their argument for. As long as they're getting paid, I don't think that matters. But well, the other the other kicker they compared, are still competitors. You know, they still want to win. As long as you're making really good money, probably more than you should be. I don't think you should have an issue. I think with those that. middle guys are. I, mean, I disagree with us, that, Pinky. They, you have a, you have a choice of who you sign with for the most part. So. Yeah, but like Sometimes. Arenado was promised a team that was going to start putting money into the organization to win. Yep. And after they signed him, they said, "Ha ha ha, gotcha." Not going to do that. So you loyal and you get the big deal you deserve, and then the team turns around and says, "Oh, now we can't afford anything," which is a joke. The biggest thing that's made me just furious is Manfred coming out on the owner's behalf saying. Owning a baseball franchise is a losing in Denver financially. Not for everyone. Not, not for not, anyone. I, I mean, I don't think it's the same level as everybody else. The, the, the problem, and again, this might be baseball's own fault with the way that they handle things, but the teams who don't try to win, their fan base doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And, Unless you're the Rockies. Yeah, yeah, and for the most and for the most part, I mean, but, people show up. I don't know if it's a fan base though. That's if, also if you're a fair filling point. the seats, it's really all they care about. Yeah. But when you're talking about some other teams like the Padres, when the Padres are good, they show up. They show up. When your team is good, people will come to the games. Mm-hmm. They will, and they'll spend that money. But when you suck and you suck every year, people the stop Orioles. coming. The Orioles, the Pirates. Jesus. And the uh, Pirates have a beautiful ballpark. You yeah, can imagine they if they had a team that oh, was actually man. worth the shit. It's well, wild. 
they haven't had a team that was relevant since 2015. I was going to say since McCutcheon left, basically. Yeah, right right after the yeah, That's about when they started burning it down. They couldn't afford him. They tried to make it work with um, Which Bell again, and Polanco. I think it still comes back to you, you need to have owners who can afford to have a team. And it should be it. there should be a competitive balance. You have to spend X amount of money. I think there you should be You can't spend more than this money. I agree. Period. You cannot spend no tax. You cannot spend more than this. Because that would limit the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers. Well, the argument to that, though, I mean, in all honesty, is when was the last time the Yankees won a championship, even though they're spending all that money? And that's the thing. It's not a direct correlation to a a winning. It's not like football, basketball, where you spend the money, you get the great players, and it affects the game. It puts them in position. Yeah. It has not quite worked out over the last... 10 years or I mean, so. it also depends on where you spend but. your money. Yankees spent a bunch of money on bats instead of pitchers recently. That's, I mean, yeah, it's going to put you in if, a bad hole come if, playoff time. If the large market teams can only spend X amount, they cannot go over it. There's no tax, no nothing. You, This is it. And your, your, your lower market teams have to spend X amount as well. That would bring the competitiveness up. You would... Overall, basketball I mean, is very similar it. to baseball where they don't necessarily have a hard cap. They do have a floor, but they don't necessarily have a hard cap. Football, in my opinion, has done the best job out of any professional sport in the way they've created competitive balance. Because a team like the Jaguars could be terrible and literally turn it around in three years with so, the right draft picks and a couple free agent signings and be a championship caliber cool, team. Cool thing that the, the NFL has. They have the hard floor. They have a hard cap, right? So they don't have – and they can't do that weird stuff that the NBA has to do where it's like, well, if you've done this and you've done that and you stay with the team – that you were drafted by, they can offer you the, the most ability money for possible, max contracts right? and things of that nature. Like, yes. The NFL doesn't have to do that. The NBA shouldn't really have to do that, but they need, they would have to, again, set those limits. This is it. The other thing that's different between for baseball than, uh, you know, like NBA or NFL is in the NBA or the NFL, you can draft a team to success because absolutely it's a quicker turnaround. Right. Correct. You draft somebody in the in the majors. It's one of the few sports where, yeah, it's a great talent. You were a great standout college player, maybe a phenom it's, baseball. It still might take player. three to five years for or them to you develop. Never get there. Yeah, one or the two. It, right? it like, happens all the time for sure. But football, like you could draft a quarterback and be relevant the next year, or or a running back, Bengals. or a defensive player. It, like, I've I've often equates. thought a way to change that is to not draft until they've gone through the minor leagues. That would be double A and higher is yeah. where you start drafting because yeah. college and high school do not equate to the level that you start You're playing just projecting. in the minor leagues. You're just projecting. So yeah. one way to change that. And again, it's the owner's own. It's, it's the same reason basketball protected their owners and said, you can't draft a kid straight out of high school because too many stupid owners and GMs missed on an 18 well, year old. And so instead of just saying you're an idiot draft better, they said, we're going to protect well, you by saying, this is what you have to do first. Just like the Oakland Ace paying kyler murray like five million dollars and he never never, played baseball right he did have to give some of that back but yes that's a good example of you're talking about some (laughs) yeah not all he didn't have to give it all back but he did have to give some back you talk about a very small percentage of college or drafted baseball players that make that type of money very small in well but they also have what 32 rounds now or drafting kids out of high school and paying them some type of bonus makes no sense Give them the drafting players straight out of double A AA or triple A make that makes complete sense. I thought that was a real easy way to fix that situation. 
Real quick before we move to basketball, Dan, one thing that has come out of football. negotiations. Football. Oh, yeah, football. Sorry, not basketball. One thing that has come out of negotiations that I know you love and I absolutely despise is both sides agreeing on outlawing the shift. Get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, this is what I equate it to. And I, I've, I've tried to really think about a good analogy to, to bring to you and, and see how you feel. Forcing them to no longer be able to shift to protect the hitter is like the telling a defense in football that you can only line up in a 4-3-2 safety deep. You cannot change that. You have to line up that way, and there is no way around it. You're automatically putting the defense at a disadvantage because the offense couldn't figure their own shit out. So because professional hitters are either too prideful or not skilled enough to bunt down a third baseline where nobody's at, they're just going to outlaw that because the only thing I can think of is baseball wants to keep the long ball and not actually progress the game. I would argue the shift is the opposite of that because the, and, and let's clarify shifting is okay. The extreme shift where you leave the entire one side of the infield wide open, that's what they're trying to ban. Right. But why? So it's not to get rid of, or not to like get more long balls. It's, it's, to make the game more exciting. You've taken away the ability for somebody to find a gap on the right side of the field, right? So in your analogy, I can get where you're coming from, but hitters, uh, Freddie Freeman had a quote about a month ago. If I could do what you guys tell me I should be able to do, I've been doing it the entire time. So you're telling me Freddie Freeman does not a bunt? Or he can't practice it enough to lay one down? I'm telling you that it's not always going to turn out that way i agree what that's also hall of famer in baseball is one out of three no other sport do you get that low of a percentage and consider it great right so if that's already the percentages you're dealing with why are you going to create a more advantage for the hitter when really in all honesty if a team would just learn how to put the ball in play 60 percent of the time Mm -hmm. they would probably win the world series every year so uh, again they do put the ball in play, which is kind of the point of the shift. They want you to hit the ball, but they want you to hit the ball to the right side of the field for a left-handed batter. Right? Joey Gallo, perfect example. Freddie Freeman, Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, for that matter. But they're not going to give you that pitch on the outside. Okay. So you're going to get a you're going to get a pitch on the inside consistently. Right, which is going to make it harder to put it opposite. Try to bun a ball down the third base line when it's in on your hands. I get that. It's hard to do. Is it impossible? No. Take a step off the plate. Do you have a high percentage of that working out for you? Absolutely not. See, and that's, and I know we're never going to agree on this, but this is why I love talking with you about this <laughs> because you help bring new perspectives that maybe I haven't thought about. Hasn't changed my thought yet. Sure. But to me, strike zone's only so big. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to continuously throw inside, back off the plate a little bit, and now you have a lot more open ability to put it down that side because it's not really inside anymore. Okay. So if they're going to continuously throw you inside, take a step back, move a little farther outside the batter's box, you have now opened up more room for yourself to then be able to do that still. Okay. What did you just give the pitcher? The whole outside of the plate. I agree. But isn't that part of the chess match? It is. The whole thing of baseball that I love so much is that chess match. And I feel like you're taking away, you're making it more checkers than chess now. It's it's a hard part, point to argue. I, I mean, I don't necessarily see it that way, but when you concede one side of the plate, it sets you up for failure. You I, I'm not. You can't. 
continuously step out. So it, I pitched that that was my thing when I played. Um, if you see somebody move, you automatically change your like you can just visually see it. Well, okay, so he's given himself more of a chance on the inside corner. I'm gonna try to paint the outside. There's a chance I miss, but you're gonna take that. And now from an MLB level, you got a guy that's going to throw a dart at 98 on the outside of the plate that you just gave him three extra, three, four extra inches, you're not going to catch it. And if you do, you're going to foul tip it. It, it's, it is chess, but it, there's no perfect answer. I think it's a good compromise, and that's what's going to get ultimately to a deal. Fair. I mean, I always appreciate your, your thoughts on these. Um, I think baseball has a long way to go to bring any fans back or create new ones. They're going to have to do a lot more than just talking about the shift and money. You know, I was actually more interested this year with the Braves. I mean, I've kind of always, like, I don't really have a team per se. I root for the Rockies home team. I rooted for the Braves because they were always on TV in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And they were awesome in the 90s, although they TBS only won one World Series. Yeah. with the Cubs. Yeah, we yeah, all know man. it. And the White Sox. We got the White Sox games. Yeah, too. every once in a while. But we got a lot of Braves games here for some reason. Games, yeah. And so I I just attached to them. I've always rooted for the Braves. For them to win the World Series this year, even with Acuna not playing, like awesome. Yeah. But we, we need to keep that going. Baseball needs to keep evolving. They really do. Yeah, and, and they're they're working on it. Um, it There's a lot of – I know we, we don't have a whole You'll lot have to of come time. back because we need to talk about – We'll get to the, the electric umpiring of all this. Um, the one last thing that I wanted to mention that I find extremely ironic about this whole thing and frustrating is you have a group of owners that are serving as negotiators with a group of players from a player union. You have the guy that okayed, and anybody that tells me differently is – they're not going to convince me. You have the guy that okayed – trading Nolan Arenado and $50 million to the Cardinals. Right. Heading the negotiations. Weird, huh? Which makes no sense. What the hell do you think is going to happen? Like, why is that guy in charge? Because every owner goes, how do you keep getting money when you have, like, one of the worst teams in MLB? You should help us out. So they've got a a deadline tonight. Uh, They're working on it now. Lots are coming out. Second week of games is about to be canceled. But they already had the first two series games. Which is the first week. Yeah, the first week. Now, oh. if they don't get a deal by tonight, they'll cancel the second one. So there is there is no deadline. The owners are just playing games. If they really want to make up the games, they'll make it happen. Oh, yeah, because... Because that was a hard deadline last week, right. and we can never go back. And then all of a sudden, oh, hey, guess They're what? They're now saying if we can get a deal done tonight, we can still do yeah, 162, 162 games. Yeah, because they well, can So what was the point of Manfred coming they, out and saying They anything. could truncate their preseason. Not sure if there's ever been a a worse commissioner in sports than me. I don't disagree with you. He's and that's saying a lot because there's there's been some doozies. (laughs) He was a great negotiator, terrible commissioner. Hey, Caleb heard my theory about all of it, so and I'm sticking with it. You know, with the the spending extra money for other business adventures, right? Mm -hmm. So interesting, you bring that up. The Cubs ownership is looking to buy a part of Chelsea's football club now that. Um, Chelsea FC? Yeah. So that I saw that article <laughs> yesterday and I, I thought think exactly the, uh, the well, I'm going to transition week. for you the into Jet football. Has a Woody Johnson wants to make it. a bid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can pretty much guarantee you uh, there's no way in hell he'll be allowed to buy the team. Owning a football club is a lot different than owning a football team. And the fans actually have a legit say over there in Europe. And uh, they don't care how much money you have. 
you're that's a whole different level of the good old boys club. And there's no way Woody Johnson's gonna be allowed to own a team. Not in today's day and age, not with the way the Jets look. I, I would be amazed if he got it. Amazed. So with that being said, there there might have been some big football news today, Pinky. <laughs> There's been some good, really good football news. I it we would be amiss if we didn't at least mention Calvin Ridley. That poor guy. <laughs> I feel so bad for that guy. <laughs> I I don't agree with the rule per se, and I'm not gonna go into all the reasons why, but if you're it's not, the one hard and fast rule in all of sports, and you broke it. Deal with it. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I get that. But then, if you're not playing in the game, I don't give a damn if you're betting on it. I don't. I, it's the same thing as Pete Rose. Like, it, it's insider trading, baby. No, if yeah. you no, it is not. He could know things that nobody else knows. He's not in the 49ers locker room. He's not in the. Nobody can be in the Falcons locker room. He he, yeah. he could. Again, they haven't said if he bet on the Falcons. He, he did a parlay. That's exactly why. Pinky, because he bet on the Falcons. He that is what came out parlay. with the Falcons involved in every one. And he, he he had no control over the game. He couldn't affect the game. My, what he did was wrong. Okay, fine. The suspension is my problem with it. How are you oh, going to suspend yeah. that guy for that long when you've got people with domestic abuse problems or drug problems getting a less of a suspension than he did? Agreed. That, that is such a agreed. I feel so bad for that guy. I think they they. Um, because the hammer had been dropped on other players for betting, that they just went like, "Oh, most guys got a year. You get a year." That was it. And I won't go too into it right now. We can have a, a bigger conversation in the following weeks. But it all comes back to Pete Rose, all of it. And the reason I say that is because people said, "Well, Pete never bet on his team to lose." No, you're right. But if you go look at the betting patterns that were shown from Pete Rose when he didn't bet for them to win, said a lot about what the team was going to do that day. And that was always the argument. So while he bet for them to win, the the look that it creates is if Calvin really had continued to be allowed to do that, what happens when he's not betting for them to win? What does he if, know that nobody else if does? If Calvin Ridley was betting on games he played in, I have a problem. Calvin Ridley is betting on games that he has no part of. I, I don't have an issue because he did not impact the game at all. Okay, real quick, though. When you're an NFL player, do they tell you explicitly you cannot bet? It's the first games? thing you hear when you're in rookie symposiums. Okay, so then I don't care what happens after exactly. that. Exactly. You know exactly what the rule is. You know what you signed up for, and you're being paid a lot of money. To it, do is the, it is the cardinal sin of all sports. They tell you, do not gamble on our sport. You can go gamble on other ones. Do not gamble on ours. And he said, well, it's fine. Accountability. Absolutely. I can appreciate that. I Absolutely. appreciate that point. And here's the other thing, too. If anybody knows the NFL, they care more about money than morals. So nobody should be surprised that you get a bigger punishment. <laughs> He's, He's not wrong. He's Then you do punching your girlfriend and dragging her out of, you know, uh, an elevator. Okay? I mean, he got two games and then never played again. So, I mean, there's... I mean, maybe that's not the the perfect example, but still... <laughs> uh, okay. I'd say wait, it wait, is wait. the perfect example. Because yeah. regardless of whether he was blackballed or not, the suspension was still two games. insanely light for yeah, what I'm, happened. I'm thinking the, the, the more of the blackballed part. Like his was still two games that he was suspended. Okay, well then, then look at Kareem Hunt, right? Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm blackballed. All right. Yeah. But I get to sign on another team for more multi-million dollar deals the next year. No mm-hmm. big deal, right? So. Yeah, they they claim the shield is number one. The integrity of the shield. They have gambling partners, and there's a whole dark row we. Can so go I down, think this will this. That wasn't the big nose I was talking about. I, I know. <laughs> it was well, we've got a lot of big. Though. We've got a lot of big notes today. I did want to discuss. Today was the franchise tag deadline. Got a list for you guys. I thought Let we me, weren't going to do this today. Hold on. No, no. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're not doing combine today. Okay. Somebody got franchise paid. tag. Somebody got paid. Orlando Brown. Kansas City Chiefs. He's he's going to get overpaid. Uh, Dalton Schultz got franchise tagged. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> I mean, these are kind of like, who cares? Because who else were they going to franchise? But like the f- franchise tag in the NFL is a joke to begin with. Chris Godwin. Duh. Got to get something done with him, right? They won't. Jesse Bates. David. Safety. David Najoku. Mike Jacecki. But again, Pinky, you're talking about all these guys. Like these teams had multiple options on who they were going to franchise, and they went with these guys. No, they there's you have like one or two options every so year. We and had we had two guys worth mentioning. Three guys. I feel like there's only one worth Hold mentioning. On, three guys. So for some reason, he's number seventeen. He's a wide receiver. <laughs> he wears green. He plays green. Yeah, that's the only one that we're talking about. The Chargers yeah. decided. You know what? Let's not franchise Mike Williams. Let's completely overpay this guy. <laughs> Why do you think they overpaid him? Three years, sixty million for a guy who's barely played a full season in his whole career. Yeah, that's a lot of tread left on those tires. Right. Broke out last year pretty hard. Justin Herbert and him have a great works, connection. Yeah, no, it, well he had a good year. He still didn't play half the season. He did. He missed he two played, games last yeah, year. I was going to say, he played most of the season, didn't he? He missed two uh, games last year. I don't know. I had him in fantasy. And he, I, so I, did I. I mean, so did the I. games he didn't play, he disappeared in. So. There were a couple games where he didn't show up, per se, but the whole team didn't show up. It wasn't just him. I think you were more referring to he hasn't played half his career just because. Yeah, that's injuries. probably more yeah. accurate. All right. Patriots not tagging J.C. Jackson. Who cares? <laughs> he was voted as one of the top corners in the league. That's He's got the deal. most interceptions in the last three years. Whether they franchise him or not does not say really anything about whether or not he's playing for him again. He's not playing for the Patriots. They just want to protect him. the rights to him, right? I mean, isn't that the whole point of it? The whole point of a franchise tag is, yeah. hey, exclusive. You can only negotiate with us. Yeah. You cannot hit free. You cannot hit the open market, basically. If Green Bay was going to tag number seventeen. Nope, I don't think they were. If Aaron Rodgers didn't tell them he's coming back, they were going to let him walk. I no, no, that. they were going to tag and sign. No, they weren't. Well, who, tag, they were going to tag ball? and trade. Tag and nobody, trade. nobody was going to trade for that contract, Pinky. No, you tag him on the tag. You trade him. The other team is the one that negotiates, re- a, negotiates a, new a new deal. Uh, but it would have hit them $20 million against the cap the moment they franchise tagged him. The moment they franchise tagged him. Where they kept him or not... Whether they kept him or not, it was twenty trade, million against the cap. But if you trade, that all leaves. No, it doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. It does. Not according to Adam Schefter. It does. I'm gonna take Adam Schefter's word over Pinky's. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> that money leaves. No, Adam Schefter said as soon as they franchise tag him, it is twenty million against the cap, whether he moves or not. Whether yes. he leaves or not, it was instantly on their books at twenty million. Then why would you do it? 
Exactly. The only reason why they did it. Why would you trade any guy then? When you've already he's well, counting twenty million you? against your cap regardless. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it saves you money that you have to whether it's five million or ten or one, sometimes you do something it. about that math doesn't make sense to me. If it counts against you regardless, you're not gonna like there's been multiple guys that got tagged and then traded. Traded. I because of what you get back, what you save in the long run, there's a lot of different reasons the numbers work. Again, I've told you before, salary cap doesn't mean shit. Because the numbers can be so, manipulated in so many different ways, you can always work around it. So obviously, being today being tag day, there was kind of a deadline on number twelve, Aaron Rodgers. Of are you going to stay in Green Bay? Are you going to go to the Broncos? What's going to happen? Notice how when he announced he's coming back, that's when they then announced their franchise tagging Devonte Free or Devonte Adams. Well, yeah, because I, I think it makes sense. It, I think they would have tagged him regardless. In my opinion, I just think they would have tagged him and traded him because he would not want to. He would not want to play in Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Period. Period. Again, I don't think anybody's trading for him at that number just to renegotiate a giant ass contract when you're giving up something and you have to. pay I'm pretty sure the Raiders would have paid that money and traded confident without a doubt because they have no wide receiver at all right now on their roster what i mean now there's limited teams that would have done that i agree with you on that but i i'm pretty confident the raiders would have been like yeah we'll take Devontae adams right now isn't uh i thought i read that the cowboys are going to release amari cooper so why not why not if you're amari cooper's not coming back to the raiders (laughs) he he already did that that's fair. Okay. If he hadn't been That's drafted fair. by the Raiders okay, okay. and not really done that great with the Raiders, I would agree with you. Why wouldn't but he though? If they're going to pay him, they have a solid quarterback. They've there was got some a bad decent blood there. Right? There's some bad blood there. Okay. I, I I forgot that that's where that came from. Initially, money, I thought like why, money why? heals all wounds in the NFL, baby. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. I agree with you on that. Just. In a normal world, if they hadn't been the ones that drafted him, yes, yeah. Cooper's a Also, great how many people are going to be able to sit down with Derek Carr and be mad? I mean, let's be honest. If you I sit think, down with Derek Carr, you're going to leave there going, damn, I really like that guy. Inspired and happy that you got to spend some right? time with him. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I think he can solve a lot of wounds if he's able to sit down in a room with somebody. Worst thing Antonio Brown did was go crazy <laughs> and uh, not play for the Raiders because I think him and Carr would have been fine Deadly. together. That's what I honestly thought Ruggs was going to build into, is that type of weapon for them. And we'll never know now. Yeah, He at least showed some flashes. He started to this last Before year. He First, what was it? Three, I was waiting for somebody to make that. Three joke. weeks, four weeks before he had that incident? How many? I was like five or six. Yeah, he started to. He had actually like, yeah, he started to He was to showing so right. much that these guys started looking at me going, you might not be completely wrong. <laughs> You, you might have been not been so crazy on that one. Carve some, uh, some so, percentages his way. So, big news. Not the big news I was talking about. Yeah. So, early. Well, let's, let's go down with the, the chain of events this morning. So, Caleb and I are talking this morning. What are we going to talk about tonight? What are we going to do? We put together a little list. We're, we're texting back and forth. Hey, looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to resign with the Packers. It's official. What we thought might happen, it happened. Five minutes before the big news Pinky's about to talk about, I said, well, this is what I need from the Broncos. I need them to go get Mariota, and I need them to draft Willis. He absolutely said that with with no, con- you know, he was right there. He had conviction. He was right there. I wasn't sure about it, 
But again, Broncos suck at quarterback. I'm willing to do anything. I'm I'm on that page. I'm willing. Too. I'm just like whatever. Let's try somebody right? something else. It's I, time I, to take a risk. I didn't yeah. want to overpay Trubisky because I think Trubisky would get I think overpaid. You would have been fine. I would have been good with Trubisky Anything's too. Better than overpaid Teddy. though. Yeah. Way overpaid. Yeah. If we could like last year, his one year for five million, we offered him two and a half. Like I still think he's going to surprise people wherever he ends up. He might. But he he might. might. Besides the point, because so, five minutes I said that, and five minutes later, this this is this is fantastic. So I, I, um, I am following a uh, nice Chargers fan, diehard Chargers fan, and she's dropped it gorgeous. And she likes Doesn't to hurt. post a lot of different pictures of herself. Sure. And NSFW, she, as I've come to learn. Absolutely. And she is, uh, <laughs> she is a total Chargers fan. She was like, waking up this morning, Aaron Rodgers re-signing with the Packers, Broncos fans crying. It's a good day with her coffee cup, right? <laughs> yeah. And I respond back. I'm like, "Hey, I'd res- I would I expect this kind of slander from Raiders fans." And I actually had some idiot respond back. She's a Chargers fan. I've looked at her posts. <laughs> I she know she's a, a Chargers good, yeah. fan. Yeah. I'm throwing shade at Raiders fans if you didn't catch the sarcasm. <laughs> right? And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, "Okay, and it is five minutes later, and I'm looking, and there is a fake Adam Schefter Twitter account out there. So anytime Adam Schefter tweets something that I think is completely crazy, I have to double check, like, is this, is this the real Adam <laughs> Schefter or is this the fake Adam Schefter account? Yeah. Right? And it says, Russell Wilson has been traded to the Broncos. And I literally, like, I, I, I kid you not. Dangerous. 30 seconds. I'm on Bleacher Report. I'm on ESP. I'm like, I'm looking like, where, like, is this true? Finally, I get that second confirmation. Yes, this is true. I am literally jumping out of my chair. I am yelling F. Fuck yeah. I guarantee I you, am, Pinky and I didn't work for the next hour. Absolutely. <laughs> you weren't the absolutely. only one. Absolutely. I was on, again, Twitter. I am literally running around the house. I was brushing my teeth when I saw it, right? I get done. I'm posting a video chat to my boys, doing all this stuff. I am running around the house. I did not realize my wife was home because she had gone for, to work. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I didn't know you were home. F yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Broncos just got Russell Wilson. <laughs> Dude, yeah. my wife was looking at me like I just did a couple huge ass lines. Like I was, I was all like jittery. I couldn't sit down. I literally ran. I was ar- moving. I ran around my house. I, I I'm not kidding. My dogs are looking at house. me like, well, are we playing? Are we scared? I don't know what you're doing. Are we going for a walk? Or what's going on, man? I am, I am still shocked that the Seattle Seahawks did this. I am shocked. I mean, we gave them a lot. We did not. They overpaid. I'm going to say it right there. They overpaid. Was it worth it, though? 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. Because here's the deal. What they gave up, they gave up the ninth pick this year. Next year, they're going to give up a back end first, which is basically a second. Second, So, really, they gave up a first three seconds, a tight end who hasn't lived up to his potential when they have another one in the wings. He's lived up to his potential with mediocre quarterback play. 
If he had better quarterback play, I think his numbers are better. I mean, you could also say the coaching staff was terrible. And coaching I'm gonna, staff I'm was agree terrible. With all of that. He's yeah. still underperformed. At some point in time, you have to. He's been injured. Yeah, quite a bit. He hasn't been on the field nearly as much as he should have been for the 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 level of the draft pick that they and took he's him. Missed at. like four games. No, way more than that. No, way more. No, just four. Pretty way sure. more. He didn't miss that many. Way more. What are we talking about? Last year or cumulative? Cumulative. Who are you guys referring to? No offense. No offense. Oh, I got it. Give me a I second. I thought he was injured way more than that. At no. least I had in my head that he has been. He has he just not. hasn't been on. He the missed field like a half a season. Lot. He did not. But I mean, granted, I'm not as in tuned. Oh to no, the... Pinky's right. Wow. He missed one uh, one game in 2020 and two games in 2021. It just no. Like I'm sorry. One game in 2021. One game in 2020. That's how much he's underperformed, Pinky. That Dan and I thought he was out for <laughs> half the season. <laughs> I thought he was hurt you, for you like have, I did two years. You have a mismatched tight end, and you never utilize them. That came from coaching and poor quarterback play. He also didn't block very well at times. And does Travis Kelsey block? Yeah. No, he doesn't. I yeah, watched, actually, he does. He does not. He Him, Kittle, well. and Waller actually not. held a tight no. end camp where they no. talked Kittle about blocks. being blockers. I thought it was the other way around. I was going to say Kittle doesn't block. Kittle's the best does. tight end blocker in the league. He's Absolutely. also one of the best okay. receivers. However, Kelsey likes to – he's come out and said it. He loves blocking. The problem, Pinky, is that he doesn't get an opportunity to show it because they don't run the ball. Yeah, The best two that. blocking tight ends right now I was going to say, what does he need to block for? They don't run the ball. so You don't get to show your skills if you're not given the opportunity to do so. He's a willing blocker, but they don't put him in position to block a lot. He's above average. I won't say he's great, but he's above average. I, I would I would probably agree with that. But they don't make him do that. That's not part of the Chiefs game. No Which offense, would make him even better if they had no a running offense, game. No they wanted him to block all the time. He shouldn't be. He's Agreed. a mismatched uh, tight look, end. Coaching has been horrendous for a lot of players on the Broncos. But again, I will say at some point, the players have to step up themselves. If the coach is calling a bunch of shitty now, plays, you know what you do? You change the play. If you have nobody behind Noah Fant, yeah, that's a bigger blow but trading him. Albert O's just as fast, can run down the seam just as well. Better blocker. Their blocking's pretty similar. Coming out of college, he's a better blocker. They're, they're, they're pretty similar. Flip a coin? Flip a coin. Okay. You might say Fant's... Uh, maybe and if Albert O's a five percent better blocker, better Pinky in college, Fant came off the field for running plays. He was not a blocker at all in college, like he just didn't do it on a college team that ran a lot. Yeah, so yeah, I mean Albert O is a better blocker. Um, I get what you're saying. You know, if you don't ask a guy to do it, he doesn't really have the opportunity to show whether or not he can do it. But Fant was your if you want to relate him to a Travis Kelsey where he just kind of runs routes, that's more of what he did. That's so more of I'm, what he should do in the NFL. I'm actually not mad about getting rid of Fant. I actually thought it was going to be Judy. I, honest to God, 100% thought Judy was going to be the piece that went. Judy was in the package for Rodgers, right? I believe so. I just Supposedly. assumed it was going to be across Because Devontae Adams would have been gone yeah. at that point, so you bring in a younger receiver. That's how I saw it going yep. down. There, we're never going to know because, you know, Patton's never going to come out and say, well, if we had gotten Rodgers, this yeah. is what I would have done, you know. He's got no, no reason to do that he, now. He, Patton, <laughs> Patton had a uh, Schefter actually reported that the uh, the plan was for Russell Wilson over the last two weeks. The deal has been they've been working on the deal for the last. Two and I I honestly believe Patton's lying. I think he's had it in the works since last year. As soon as Russ said he wanted out, I think Patton was already working things to find out what it was going to take, so that he knew if Rodgers didn't end up there, 
he was able to so create this deal and be he's done. He's working the, both. The part ends. of Absolutely, the deal, yeah. the part of the deal I hate as a Broncos fan, I hate losing Shelby Harris. He's a guy that we groomed and made into a really good player, and we're we're letting him go. That was tough for me. Worth it though, because the defense can can I, maneuver around look, that loss. I, I I kept telling people on Twitter and Facebook. I will tell you, I did not work for the hour after the trade because my phone blew up. I had people texting me that I haven't heard from in like two or three months. <laughs> <laughs> like all types of people were just texting me, and uh, you know what do you, uh, they? I um Andy's one of Andy's best buddies, Darren. Text me. He he never texts me. And he was texting me about it. Oh, you guys gave up a lot. I was like, no, we didn't. I was like, what you're you're seeing the lens through the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. So you're seeing the team through. We need to do this XYZ to build our team to be better. The Broncos are a better roster than the Chiefs t- overall. You have some players, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Orlando Brown's probably a better tackle than Bowles. Um, probably. Some, he is. <laughs> there, there's, there's I mean, players, let's be honest. There's players on the team that you're like, yeah, you guys have a better, like, those superstars. But as a team overall, roster-wise, Broncos have a better roster top to bottom. So this is an argument I had all day. People kept saying, well, they're, st- they're still the third best team in the West. I said, roster construction-wise... They are as good, if not better, than the Chiefs roster. And I'll take it a step further. I will take it a step further. Their weapons with a competent QB, I would rather have, personally, I would rather have Sutton, Judy, Hamler, oh. Patrick over Tyreek and so, whoever else whoever they pick. Else, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure how how much more Judy benefits. What? Based on what he does, he's either a bust or he just got really good. Sutton and Camler, their stocks are way up because Russell's deep ball is great. What and was the, Tyler Lockett known for? Going deep, going deep, running routes. Going deep. No, no, no. Because I don't, I don't care what he was good at. Routes. I'm going to tell you what he was known for. All right, the only place he it's made, not going deep. It was uh, running routes. That's why he was able to go deep. Is because of the way he ran his route created his open deep ball. Okay, I feel Judy's open Judy is, more than any wide receiver. Judy was out there. known as coming into the NFL. You had NFL wide receivers say this is now the best route runner in the NFL. That's before he even played a game. People were saying that about Judy. I see it every game. If you watch the film, you he's now open. give him the ability to actually get somebody to throw him the ball i think yeah. he is the well, biggest winner in this trade let's, i think every pass let's just go the broncos Nathan- just nathaniel hackett will get an offense that actually puts Judy. he could have put any quarterback back there and they all would have looked better yes right. i agree here's where i'm a little concerned and this is why i say they overpaid i'm still totally okay with the trade so don't don't two things can be true you can overpay and still win the trade i don't think they overpaid at all though it's a lot. Volume. This is why I say, not. Hit, hear me out. This is why I say they overpaid. The last two years, Russ has started to show some serious, serious signs of decline. Injury, you can call it poor coaching. You can call it players he, not he, stepping up. He missed three games. Regardless, he has shown some serious signs of a possible decline. Do I think he is? No. I think it's just been some two off years 
terrible offensive line, weapons constantly getting hurt. I think there are reasons for why the decline looks like it might so, be coming. I have none of those concerns because he missed three games in his whole career, which happened to be last season, because he, he broke his finger on Aaron Donald's helmet. Why did he break his finger on Aaron Donald's helmet? Because Aaron Donald was in his face because the Seattle line is really bad. Did either offensive coordinator do anything to help Russell Wilson and that offense at all? I mean, they didn't have a running game, so what else is he supposed to do? Like, just going to throw the Period. ball 40 times go- Period. a game, you know? Right? So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm coordinator, O-line, injured running backs. He, he, he did have two good wide receivers. Lockett and Metcalf are two of the top. They're at least both top 10, 15, at least. He had that. But this is where, again, I think offensive coaching matters. Absolutely does. Now, again, I said he's shown some signs of decline. I don't agree with that. I don't think those signs that people are trying to talk about, this is why I said they overpaid, is because people are saying there's signs so, of decline. However, you want to go back and look at the numbers. 2020, the dude put up 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Last year, when people were saying he had a down year again, he still put up 3,100 yards, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. So when people are saying they overpaid, yeah, I could see that in a scenario where if you truly believe the decline's coming. However, like I mentioned before, the two first is really one first so, and a second. I've had multiple people text me, Broncos overpaid. And the majority of those people that have texted me and said that are people whose team currently has a quarterback. And I said, without a doubt, I don't care what it costs. If you have watched Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, (laughs) Drew Locke, Brett Ribbon, Brandon Allen, and Teddy Bridgewater start games for you, there is not a price you wouldn't pay to get a competent quarterback. Is there a better option out there in free agency or the draft that would have kept us from overpaying now, for Russell I will Wilson? Still, I'll still agree with Caleb. Last year with the ninth pick, the Broncos take Justin Fields. I'm okay with that. I will agree with him on that. Mistakes they chose made, not to. We can't, we I can't, can't talk that about that anymore, though. They, I agreed if they got Rodgers, Wilson, I'd that, stop. Right? They chose not to do that, but they could have gone that way. Could have. This year with the ninth pick, which we have again, there's no Justin Fields in this draft. There's not a better option. Malik Willis is very intriguing. I think he's going to be a beast. He has some physical talents. I've been talking about him for a year now. I think he could be a, a guy. He might take two or three years to get there. I, I absolutely agree. He's the only guy in this draft that's going to be a starter. Only guy. Mm, I don't see be... it from Kenny Pickett. I don't see it from Sam Howell. I don't see it from uh, Carson Strong. I don't see it from Ritter's going to be a lot better than I think people think he is. And I think Kenny Pickett's going to be just fine too. I don't don't think they're superstars. I think they're Kirk Cousins. Can you win with a Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Can you win with them? Can you get to a Super Bowl? Yeah, you can't. Did you win a Super Bowl? I think Kirk Cousins is pretty good. It's the talent that you have to then build around them. That's the trick. This is why the Broncos won this trade 
going away. They didn't have to give up any of their young talent to get this. You can say they gave up Noah Fant, but they already had another tight end to yeah, completely fill and replace. If they don't have Albert O, you're like, ah, God, stings. what do we do? Yeah. They gave up nothing, in my opinion, to then get a whole so, lot better. They traded Von Miller for a second and a third. They still have that. They still have seven picks yeah. in this draft. They still have five picks in the top 115. And again, I'm going to go back to the same argument I was using why anybody who said we shouldn't get Rodgers is an idiot. Oh, we only get him for one or two years. Who cares? By the time he's done, the picks you gave up, you have back. So you didn't lose anything and you gained an opportunity to be a contender for the Super Bowl. So anybody having that mentality where these picks are so valuable that you cannot of, move them lot of people. is so short-minded and, and irrelevant, it blows my mind. I know our producer wants us to shut up. So I just got I got to talk about this one point. Nick Wright, who's on Oh my god, uh, that guy Fox, is, he's worse than Skip Bayless. He made the point. That's so awesome. The Broncos have the third best quarterback in the division. Is that was his point. I agree with him. My response was Hey, Nick, are you a freaking idiot? I I I messaged him on Twitter. It is still a team game. The Herbert, who you say is the second best quarterback, did the Chargers go to the playoffs last year? Well, Pete, you wouldn't be able to say that. Who's his team? His team's the Chiefs. Yeah, and what did the Broncos do without a quarterback when they play him? They almost beat them. So what do you do if you actually have somebody where your offense can actually move the ball? Hey, Nick, that's the problem, though. He is a shock jock to its core. That is all he does now. He is the new Skip Bayless times a thousand. At least Skip Bayless comes with facts to back his stuff up, and it makes sense. This guy's talking about how LeBron is the GOAT, everybody should get off his back, and the Chiefs are I, the epitome of the I, NFL. I usually hate Skip Bayless's takes. His take was like, the Broncos fleece the Seahawks. I'm not even sure how this happened. It's true. Because the last remaining piece we needed to be... And you didn't have to give up any of your talent to do it. That's what's crazy. I I, I did post a thing on I posted a thing on Twitter and I asked, I was like, I know how Broncos fans are feeling. How are Seahawks fans feeling? I had multiple Seahawks fans send pictures of people crying, all this stuff, and I was like, I'm not I'm not confident on why the Seahawks didn't fire Pete Carroll and keep Russell Wilson. No, Pinky, here's what's even sadder about what you're saying. I honestly believe Broncos Nation is split fifty fifty on this. Mm. Or sixty forty. God, I would hope not. It is though. Uh, you should see the comments I've seen on Facebook I've seen, all I've, day I've seen about, long. I'd say seventy five twenty five. Nope. I, I mean, our buddy Matt that you commented on his post, half of those said it was a terrible idea because we only get him for three years. Which, look what the Rams just did, people. So you're gonna tell me you will give up a chance at a Super Bowl and you'd rather have these picks? Russell Wilson's here for eight years. Oh, eight five. Pinky. He's, he's already huh? said he wants to play past 40. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't can, mean he's going he's 33. to. Yeah, I mean, you, you can want to play, but... We have him at least for five. I'm I want it to be in, in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said it all the time. <laughs> I didn't get anywhere close. Well, you also didn't get to Russell Wilson's starting point to make his statement, so... The only thing that's really sad, Bron- Russell Wilson should have been a Bronco. Yeah. When he was in the draft. So should have Deshaun Watson. So should have no, Lamar we ne- Jackson. We never had a, a chance at Deshaun Watson. 
Yeah, we did. It's I mean, called trading. We could have traded. We could we could have <laughs> traded. That kind of opens. But up I'm just anybody, saying, so. we, uh, there was a legit option we, to trade for him at that point. We didn't have though. the tenth pick. I, I get that. We but had the twenty first. Hindsight being twenty twenty, I think now, we worked out. We okay we did we did Watson. pass on Russell Wilson. Yes, three times. <laughs> Absolutely, Dan. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Our massage parlors are notorious <laughs> for not saying anything. <laughs> So, <laughs> but he just used massage parlors, that. SP. That's the problem, <laughs> right? Yeah. If he had used massage parlors like Kraft did, he would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm, if if there wasn't for a massage but parlor issue, I legit, would if you're talking about just play. straight where the picks fell, they should have had Russell Wilson. They should have had Lamar Jackson. They they missed many times over, and it's the Elway Ellis theory of thought. Flat out, Elway came out and said. I took Brock Osweiler because my son was his roommate and he was great. Like, that is the worst evaluation of talent I've ever heard in my life. Well, here's the thing that I don't like about drafting generally is that it's no different than any other, uh, you know, Monday coaching scenario, right? Because if your drafts are bad, you're an idiot. And if you took a gamble and it worked out, you're a genius. And that's always what it's going to be. You know? So here's here's what always has been my philosophy with drafts. And obviously, I don't get to do any of it. But I feel like I'd be really good at it. I feel like 90% of the NFL is so old school, they have no idea how to truly evaluate talent. Because they're going to first a, a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, That's the way they operate. And it's ridiculous. The second thing I'll say is... Too many people in the NFL are scared of risk. They are risk adverse. There are how many options of perfect talent that has come out of the NFL that people said hand size too small or his 40 time was too slow or this, that, and the other. And they ignored all the tape that said this guy can play. That is a point that I agree with Caleb on. So there's two, two rules to me for drafting. One, you have to be willing to take a risk at least once in every draft. It may not work out, but you have to be willing to do it. And two, if some dude's really good at something, you find a way to do the same thing at the next level. You don't try to create him and do something else. That's the first way you're going to ruin talent. And too much of the NFL disagrees with that, which I've never understood. There's a lot of NFL that's like, well, I can coach him to be better. But why not just coach him to do what he does really well? Yeah, that- Cordell Stewart has always been my example. If the Steelers had run more of an offense that suited him and what he did in college, that dude would have been a so Hall of Famer. My, my biggest example is the Patriots. For a long time, what did they do? We will take your cast-offs that didn't perform the way you wanted. Hey, um... Rex Burkhead. Yeah, he's not a great running back per se, but he blocks and catches the football. He's also a really good running back, though. Uh, he's good enough. Good enough. He's definitely Remember good enough. when you told me Giovanni Bernard was hands down better than Rex Burkhead? Remember that yeah. conversation? Bernard's and you said I was just being a good. homer? <laughs> Giovanni Bernard is trash. I mean, maybe that comment didn't age so well. Now, Bernard's still got a Super Bowl ring. So does oh, Burkhead. I'm sorry. That's how we... Classify talent. I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's how we were. Okay. There may be a, a touch of bias though for, for Burkhead on, on, on that part. Not uh, look, that to say that you're wrong. Coming, coming. I will never. I will never deny my bias when it comes to how I feel about Nebraska. But I've always been 100 objective when it comes to their talent so, at the next again, level. Again, coaching. Right. 
What did he do in what did Rex Burkhead do in Cincinnati? He wasn't not, used. Not a whole lot. Giovanni Bernard was given more touches than him. Because they didn't want to use him for what he was actually really good at, which is actually running between the tackles and catching balls out of the backfield. They thought Giovanni Bernard was a better receiver than Rex Burkhead. Foolish. You know who else was actually a really good running back coming out of Nebraska that for whatever reason nobody wanted to use him? Roy Hallou. He ran for 200 yards with Washington one game and they sat him and benched him the next game. That's the kind of stuff I don't understand from NFL personnel decision makers. They're just proud. That's it. They, Old they, school they want, train of thought that they don't want to change. They want to be the reason why things are good. They don't want to give the credit to the players. And that's what they feel like they're giving up. And, you know, I think people deserve failure that think that way. So Agreed. I don't have any problem with it. Agreed. It'll catch up to them. On that note, because we're going to have a whole offseason to go into this even deeper, and I'm sure we'll come back to it again. Dan, we love having you. You are always welcome back. Appreciate it. Hopefully baseball will figure this shit out and get their heads out of their asses and get things going and make some changes that will actually start allowing the game to grow. But regardless, if they can get a season going, I know we would love to have you back to talk some real baseball. I know Zach would very much love that when he is (laughs) ever able to come back. My last note that I will say, and Zach wanted to make sure this got on the tape. He said he would much rather have Russell Wilson than Aaron Rodgers, And he said it, halfway through the season. So he's been on the rust train for I, a very long time. I, I, I think Broncos country was 60, 40 Rogers on this take is what I saw on Twitter. But are either, is either one really wrong? Mm-mm. No, especially from where you're coming from. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, desperation. Listen, <laughs> I'm so tired of seeing bad quarterback play. Like, that, that's a good way to put it. No, no, no. Desperate. I started to think like I started to think, you know, Mitch Trubisky might not be that bad. That's what desperation does to you. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it, it, that, it has Pinky start agreeing that. that he's better than ten quarterbacks in the <laughs> NFL. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson is a godsend. Trubisky is desperation. All right. So, and then uh, let's wrap up with this. Fact checked a few things. When it comes to the, you know, that salary cap hitting them when you franchise and all that, long story short, it depends because there are like a lot of hurdles and different things you can do to make it work and not make it work. Okay. A lot of it has to do with how the player wants to handle the situation and how the, the team. So basically we're both right and both wrong. wrong. (laughs) Absolutely. Either scenario can play. Most of the trading teams normally Resign that player for a long-term deal, and that okay. so then the franchise tag doesn't really. That's matter. where the technicality comes in because it all has to do whether or not the player signs that contract. How will those things impact? Because it may not even hit cap. Because if he holds out and he's like, "No, I'm going to sit out," well, then it reverts. So there are a lot of weird things that can occur when that comes up. And the next thing is, it wasn't Billy Bean; it was Jonah Hill. I just wanted to make sure and clear. <laughs> <laughs> so. That is the perfect way to end, ladies and gentlemen. As always, hit us up, interact with us. Let us know if there's anything you're thinking about. We love doing this. We always have fun. Go hang out with your families. Enjoy time that you can spend with them and your loved ones. Russell Wilson, baby. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. I can show you where my heart's at. See it on my sleeve. Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave.
the beat stops, my soul will not leave. If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see. I can show you where my heart's at. See it.